What up? What up? We are back. Silver screen breakdowns in the house. Alex in the house. We got Scott in the house. What's going hey, on? I'm Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love using the government names. Yeah, it's funny because I'm so not a Scott, and <laughs> but I am. <laughs> Hell yeah. Appreciate everyone who's already up in the live stream showing love and uh, we're going to get ready to smoke it up. And uh, we've been talking about this one for, I don't know, a week or two now. Super excited. As you guys know, Paid in Full, one of our favorite movies around here. And we did a silver screen breakdown on Paid in Full maybe like three, four months ago at this point. I'm going to throw the link in the chat if you haven't seen it. Go check it out and also go follow us on ssbpod.com. Make sure you are showing the podcast some love. And we'll get that link in the chat for you real quick. And uh, you know what? Let's just bring him out here. We don't need to wait too long to bring him out here. But our man Nelson Tynes is in the building. If you guys got questions about paid in full, feel free to throw them in there. And uh, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. What's up, guys? Hey, what up, hey. Nelson? Nelly Nell. Look, Good evening. Man, Good how evening, you doing, big my man. brother? I'm doing swell, 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 swell. You guys? Doing Pretty real good. good. Man. Pretty good. Yeah, the yeah, weather man. was nice the last couple of days. It heated up a little bit in L.A., so. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make everyone jealous. Bunch of Midwesterns and East Coasters <laughs> that freezing their balls off over there. But the- it was cold yeah. though. It was cold last week. It was cold though. Yeah, I just came back from Before SoCal fourth, like- myself. I was I was out there right. in Dago, and uh, it was pretty cold, man. You know, I only brought one jacket, and I was out there like short sleeving, and I was like, I, I need this jacket. You know, what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I just shot a sunny San Diego. Diego right? You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I go down there next week. Go check it out, San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Love, love, love SoCal, man. You know what I mean? Is uh, and, and where, so where are you originally from, Nelson? Yeah, I was born born in Canada, born and raised, born in uh, Nova Scotia. I okay. lived all over Canada though, but then my acting got started in Toronto back in like '95. I did a lot of commercials and stuff. I did some acting before that. Did a bit yeah. of theater. Oh, let's start there. Let's. Let's start there. So you said, so you got your first acting gigs in, 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 in Toronto. So in, in Toronto's, I would imagine that's the hot spot in Canada. Cause that's, you know, it's the big city where all that the action's going. Yeah. And there's a lot of film shot up there. A lot of film and TV, and not just the Canadian stuff, but also a lot of Hollywood films are shot there. Yeah. You know, they're relocated there, there in Vancouver's a hot spot too. A lot of studios out there. Oh, I was yeah. in Toronto. I, you know, I, Said I'm gonna get an agent. Got an agent. I started doing a bunch of commercials, and I started landing commercials really quick. And I, you know, my agent was like, "Man, like you're you're getting like a couple of commercials, like you know, for in the first couple of months." And I'm like, hey, "That's cool," but I didn't realize like how many people I was up stacked yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's not an easy feat. I'm like, "Don't do 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 Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll I got another one. Great. Yeah, the beginning of yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, one uh, year. I know one of your classic commercials was uh, where you were playing the FedEx guy, and you said it was yeah, so realistic. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Alex, oh. UPS. Oh, UPS, not FedEx. UPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. UPS give us money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was my first line of dialogue on national TV. 
My first line nice. album was that. Do you remember the line? I do, Bogart. I do. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Package for Mr. Wilson. <laughs> so people thought I really worked for 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 UPS. I go, no, I'm an actor. It's a commercial, you know. Because I was working for the airline in Toronto, a major airline out there, and people would see me. I was I'm pretty low key, and I didn't really tell people that I did acting. I kept low key. A couple guys knew, and then one time in the lunchroom, I remember it came on because it was it was airing a lot in '96 during the Atlanta Olympics. Remember that? Yeah, because younger and stuff. Yeah, no, I, the I remember Olympics. The, the, the Olympics. Yeah, so I ran a lot, and then I was in the lunchroom. I remember one time working for the airline part time, and and then it came on. This guy way in the back. There's maybe sixty people in there. Say, hey, look, that's Nelson. I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and they're all like, what do you do? That's what's going on. And then all these questions and stuff. But yeah, so I did a bunch of commercials. And, what was um, the first commercial yeah. that you remember getting? At least one, maybe where the company was was notable. Oh, Nerf. That was the first nice. commercial nice. for Nerf. Yeah, that was the first one I got. It was a basketball player. And I was All the right. shortest guy. I'm 6'1", but I'm, you know, I was the shortest guy. And actually, one of the... Oh, no, that's another commercial. I did a basketball for the Grizzlies. I just shot a commercial with them. But the first one we shot in Hamilton. Have you heard of Hamilton, Ontario? by Between Toronto and Niagara Falls? I'm- I'm 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 aware of Ontario, Canada because like I'm a big pro wrestling nerd and just like there's you know all the little pockets like Alberta and 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 Ontario and you know, these are all you know Alberta, I live there for where wrestlers are from too. so I'm aware of the places <laughs> yeah Calgary that's where a lot of the wrestlers were from Calgary oh, yeah yeah so we yeah. shot this commercial Edmonton Alberta yeah yeah I lived there too for three years that's why I, oh, I lived in Edmonton before I moved to Toronto I lived in Calgary before Edmonton I was born in Nova Scotia I lived in New Brunswick. Lived in a Guelph, Ontario, too, just outside of Toronto for a while. And I've lived all over the place. So, so you're like for a couple a, of years. So, but by, but you know, is, is it, do you, first of all, I'm going to have a series of like just questions that seem normal to me, but they are like dumb Bogart questions. <laughs> like, so, for example, bring them so on, man. Bring them on. Yeah, them. right. Okay. So, like, man, you, so you have it in you to withstand the cold then, because I know like all those places you named are like places that get very cold. <laughs> yeah, freezing. Yeah. I played <laughs> hockey for 10 years, but I never really liked the cold. Although I was, I grew up in it. I still yeah. don't really like it, but I, but yeah. it's, 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 it's durable for me. You know, I don't now, know, now, like now, now, you don't, now it doesn't matter. Like now you just pick, you go there during the summer times when it's not super hot. If you go visit family or whatever. Yeah. Go during the summer. You know what? Yeah, I do go during the summer, but I don't mind going in the winter because I know I'm only there for like a week or so. Not a problem, yeah. right? Not, you yeah. know, for five months out of the year that I got to endure the, you know, the frigid temperatures. But yeah, so he, he had the real white Christmases. He yeah, was, absolutely. Was, absolutely. So yeah, in LA, you know, the white Christmases they were. It was just snow. <laughs> And shout out yeah. to Marty, who's out there now. He said it's freezing here now. I bet. Oh, Marty, hey, my brother Marty. That's how this all happened, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Marty, Canada Marty. Yeah. Yeah, Marty, because yeah. I was talking to him earlier. He said, can, can you stay awake? Because it's like after midnight over there. Oh, okay. And he's, 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 a, he's a trooper. My brother's a trooper. And my, yeah. he's my blood brother, too. Not just a, not just a brother <laughs> brother, but a blood brother. Yeah. I okay. Know. That's what's up. You guys are brothers for real. So he's Marty time. Uh, he's Marty Smith. We have the same oh, okay. mother. She had me before, and then uh, she got married, and then his father's different than that. Oh, okay. So I'm like five years older than him. Okay. That's Marty, he's That's the coolest, sad. one of the coolest guys ever. 
So that's yeah, great Marty that, uh, cool, that you linked us up. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I said first commercial shot at Cops Coliseum in, in Hamilton, in their big arena. And then, uh, and then I did a, a commercial for the Grizzlies. And it was funny, there's a guy, his name's Meglor. His last name is Meglor. He played in the NBA for quite a while. A center, big center. I think he played for Charlotte or something. But he ended up, he was 17 years old when we shot this commercial in the mid-90s for the NBA Grizzlies. Remember the Vancouver Grizzlies? Yeah. yeah. And he's now, he won with the Raptors a couple years ago. He's, he's on the staff. Nice. And oh, he, so he was uh, on the staff when they won. Yeah, yeah, when they won, and he still is with the Raptors now. Uh, I got to send him that old commercial because he shot the commercial. He was 17 years old. I was like, mid, I was 25 when he shot the commercial. He always had a basketball. I said, oh, so you're going to play ball? Yeah, I'm going to play pro ball. And he was like six, eight or something, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 17 years old, just with the basketball. He was serious. And then later on, he'd see me. I'd bump into him randomly. He was playing in, in the NBA. And then wow. so he was playing for real. Now he, you know, he's, he's got a ring now and stuff. So that's, that's hilarious. Awesome. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, and, so yeah, so this series, it had like Sears commercial, then a couple of bank commercials, a few beer commercials. Those are right. always fun, Alex. Well, I bet. Beer it. commercials. Always a lot of ladies on those. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, especially in the 90s, too, man. Like, you know, it was a, you know, commercials and television in general was like, you know, geared towards more misogynistic angle. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? you're going to have the women, the women in, in uh, you know, bikinis and whatnot. And, you know, what I mean, that's just, that was like par for the course in the 90s. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And then long shoots too. You'd be working like 6 a.m. down at like midnight, working yeah, eight hours and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun though. Paint a picture for us. Like so when you're when when you're on these different sets, like you know, what I mean, and you're shooting, like you said, it's long hours at times. Like, you know, is so what are the more fun sets you've been a part of? Like so like you like you just said, the the, the beer commercials were 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 fun. Yeah, the, the beer commercials were fun because, you know, you got a mix of, you know, a bunch of guys, a bunch of women and stuff. It's kind of like a little party scene. And there's like a lot of waiting around until they're shooting. And the, the, uh, especially doing commercials, a lot of intricate shots. And you do a lot of takes over and over and over. With film yeah. and TV shows, not so much. You'll maybe do, let's say, four to six takes or something. Commercials, uh -huh. you do one little, you do like 12 or 13, 14 takes for one little thing. Because you have Dang. to please the agency, the director, the client. So then everyone's got this, well, we like this, we don't like that. You know, tell us if it stirs coffee like this. No, I want, <laughs> I don't want to stir this coffee because it looked like crazy in the commercial. They didn't want to stir coffee. But, you know, that's from the director's artistic point of view and stuff. Yeah. Right? I see some crazy, you know, kind of fights going back and forth and stuff. <laughs> Over yeah, stirring the crazy. coffee clockwise or counterclockwise, I bet. I right? said shaken, not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shot this one commercial for Tim Hortons, I remember. It. It was, it, actually, yeah, it was in Hamilton, too. And this guy, another actor, he was supposed to come in with the donuts, whatever. I'm stirring the coffee. That's the one I was referring to before. And he, and he the director told him, you flip the light switch on, you come in frame, and you're doing whatever you're doing. And then, and then he would do that. And then the director said, okay, don't flip the light switch though, this time. Okay, then he wouldn't flip it. And then he says, okay, flip the light switch, but he didn't hear him. But he, so he told this, I think it was the first AD to tell him to flip the light switch and he didn't hear him. So he comes in and he, and he didn't flip the light switch, right? And then I knew what was coming down because I knew that the actor didn't hear and this director mm -hmm. was crazy. He was just like, wow, like off the mm -hmm. handle and stuff, right? You're about to let him <laughs> so, have it. 
So and then he's told him again, and the actor missed again. He says, hey, you didn't flip the light switch. You walk over here. How hard is it to flip the light switch on? Just do it. Flip the light switch on. How can you not do that? <laughs> I'm so thankful. He's yelling at him in front of everybody. And the guy was like, man, and then after the check, I said, hey, listen, I know you didn't hear. It wasn't your fault. But you didn't hear him say that. So, so there's some crazy things that happened. But I haven't had anything too crazy that I can really think of right now. I suppose that that really stands out in my mind. See, I'm, and then, you know, oh, go ahead. I would imagine, like, if I was a director, I would want, like, everyone to method act. So if I was shooting, like, a beer commercial, I'm sure oh, like, yeah, that would be drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> We're shooting a beer commercial, goddammit. I want you to really feel it. Drink up, everybody. Action. Drinks are on the house. Right. <laughs> Drinks are on the house. And okay, so what, let me ask. Here's another dumb question. When you're on the set and you're doing like products and stuff, like or food or, or drinks, for example, like are the products actually there? Like if it's a, a drink a commercial, you know what I mean? Is the actual drink there or are they like doctored up to look good? So it's just like prop drinks. Yeah, like the, the doctored up. If okay. the, let's say if you're doing a beer commercial, you would, I think from what I've seen, They'll use real beer, like in the glass and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're not getting fed beer, though. Like the actors are not done like that. Yeah. But there's no yeah. beer or anything on set like that. But they may use it as a pop. I, I haven't worked with a lot of food uh, that I think of it, other than, you know, the drinks and stuff. Uh, he, but he I know to lack a lot of coffee, food. though. <laughs> What's that? I say, but you stirred the hell out of that coffee, though. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. That was real coffee, hey. though. That was real coffee, Bogart. Yes. Real coffee. <laughs> and uh, real quick, so we got a couple. We got a couple little videos that we're gonna pull up here. First one okay. I want to pull up is is your reel. Just of all the, just, just a bunch of different things. I thought it was super interesting because I, I only knew you from paid in full, but it was super cool getting to see you in just in other elements. And uh, let's pull that up here. Yeah, we're, we're breaking, we'll break those down if you want. Yeah. By the way, did you get those virus discs I sent you? Do me a favor, don't lose them. My boss finds out I handed over the electronic plague to your dumbass. We'll have you castrated. There might be some people watching right now who don't even know what that was in his pocket. <laughs> oh yeah, right. The disc. <laughs> That's a little dated. That's right, boys. That's true. That Throw it in the chat if you have no idea what that was in his pocket. <laughs> but you knew Alex. That's pretty good. Oh, Alex, I, oh, I knew. I mean, yeah. Come on, nineties. Like, yeah, we were on computers. Yeah. Like when I was, yeah. I remember. I remember that. What is it called? I remember the floppy disk. You know what I mean? Like the bigger floppy disks, not those ones. You yeah, know, I remember exactly. Ones. I remember the big ones. You know what I mean? And Song said, "What the fuck was yeah, I that?" Those big ones for sure. Song, we know that you know what it was. We know you're not an 18 year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing dumb on us, right? You need them. Uh, Come on. Something I'm working on. Yeah, well, be careful. I don't want you doing anything stupid, like loading your terminal downstairs. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Say, see this. Just brushing up on my French. The bank's thinking about expanding into the Caribbean. Hey, well, if you guys need some done, du parlant français, you see? Oh, yeah, oui. All right. So, Marvin, you know, what's 
going on with him? He keeps getting on my case about cleaning up this house. And he said he's going to take my baby if I don't stop getting high. Damn. Uh -huh. Right now, he's probably standing up in a pulpit in Chicago, talking to people about how to get their lives together after he was getting high all night. I think he needs to relax. Now, that's why I like you. That's why I like you, too. <laughs> On the board, Natalie! <laughs> I still can't believe you would take out a second mortgage just to buy a BMW. Who the hell are you trying to impress? Oh, wow, a Beamer. You'll have to take me for a ride sometime. You know what they say about guys with flashy cars now, huh? Compensating. <laughs> we all know what goes on in each other's bedrooms. You know, the, the costumes, the videos, the special sauces. <laughs> it's all been good. Maybe slightly twisted to begin with, but when it all comes down to it, it's still just sex. Plain and simple. Come on, man, open your eyes. Well, we've got something here. We're not afraid to take chances. We're not afraid to, to put our balls on the line and <laughs> throw a little wrinkle into the established fabric every now and then. You get four aces, you get a damn good hand. Should be the best hand. You know, it's like the leaders of all the great countries come together. You got world peace, racial harmony, an idealistic world. All right, so timeline. Oh. When oh, was with Dean Kane there? When was the uh, when was that shot? That was 2000. I think all of that was 2000, 2001. Okay. Okay, so, this, he, so he had already done Superman then. Yeah, he was doing Superman in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, when I, yeah, I got that gig. I remember they telling me, yeah, you, you, you'd be shooting a Dean Cain film, but you're actually doing the scene with him. I was like, I was kind of nervous. Because <laughs> like, he was Superman in the 90s. Yeah, hell yeah. That was a big show in the 90s. It was a huge show. Yeah, it was good too. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, man, it's always trippy. It's still you can't get over it where you're watching people on you know, actors on TV, even you get to work with them. It's, it's still amazing. You know, so yeah, and, is, and what Dean Kane is known for, he'll give you extra lines. And stuff. That's what he did. He started speaking French. I didn't know what he's going to, that he was going to do that. It wasn't in the script. <laughs> and so I just got to play off of it. Did Bogart dumb question, like being that you're from Canada and that's like the second language that we're, we're did, were you versed at all in French? Like so. Yeah, was, yeah. I, I speak. I took it for, with you. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I I speak a bit of French. I took it for ten years in school. Oh, okay. Just because I that was cool, man. Like that, it didn't seem like acting. So that's I I figure that's like the best acting when it feels like it's natural, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that I, was yeah, you know, that was improv. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, half the scene was improv. We added that, and we just kind of you know giggled and stuff. And in the the blonde, that's was Portia de Rossi. She's like Ellen's wife. Okay. Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. Christian Rossi. Oh, okay. She was talking. Carol's <laughs> sister. <laughs> Pete what? We call Pete Carol Ellen DeGeneres because they look alike. Yeah, Pete, oh, do Pete they? Carol, oh, I didn't know that. Well, Pete Carroll's the head coach of the, of, uh, Seattle of the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an inside joke on our show. Like, that he looks I saw like Pete Carroll live uh, last weekend or the weekend before. They were playing. Uh, Seattle was playing the Rams. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I checked that game out at SoFi Stadium. Crazy. That's right. That yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres was coaching. Yeah. So <laughs> so she was. Oh yeah. So she was in the scene. She was playing his wife, and then I had a wife back there. She was in the scene with her. I don't think you saw her, but she's there talking to the Rossi character. And then uh, yeah, so that that was called the Glow. That aired on originally aired on Fox. That 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 awesome. film it was a movie of the week on Fox. And then, I remember uh, what was the other one? And then the one with me doing choo 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 with the yeah. shoot underneath the table. That yeah. was a Natalie Cole story that aired on NBC. Robert Townsend was the director. He did directed uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw. Yeah, Robert and, uh, Townsend. Yeah, that's, a, bit, that's Townsend. a big name. Yeah, huge name. So he that whole scene was improv. He says, "Okay, here's the scene. This is what I want you guys to do." And Teresa Randall, she's the one, she's from Bad Boy. She plays, uh, oh, you probably know Alex because you're a movie buff. She plays Martin's wife, I think. Martin's wife in Bad Boys, yeah. right? She was the one who was going crazy in Bad Boys when he was cheating on her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's Teresa Randall. She was great to work with, too. And what's that movie called? Glow. So that was called, oh, which oh one? my bad. My bad. The yeah, one, the, the one we're just talking about. With Teresa Randall. Oh, that was called the, the the Nally Cole story. It was a true story based on Nally Cole's life. Nally Cole's okay. daughter. Oh, okay. that's awesome. Nice. You had to do yeah. this thing, Unforgivable. Pardon me? You're talking about, yeah, Nally Cole, the one who sang uh, uh, Unforgivable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that one is so good air because it's loose. Unforgettable. There you go. Not Unforgivable. <laughs> uh, I know what you meant, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unforgettable. I've, I've uh, had a few. Oh, yeah. So, the, the, so they still loop that. That's still being played because of who she was or is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Definitely. the legacy of that. So you see that like on the Superstation, yeah, TBS, and other. Periodic. I pulled it up just on Google to see, and Pluto TV is one of those you know ones where you can watch movies for free. They just play the ads. So that Tubi, yeah, looks like it's all over these, even Amazon Prime. So yeah, we're gonna check that out. Dang. Yeah. And kind uh, of current guys, how's my skin holding up? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. And uh, <laughs> our man Crispian here, he said, how many movies have you done? How many movies? Good question. Probably one, two, not a lot. Maybe like 11 or 12. Okay. Probably about the same amount of commercials. Well, 12 and to us, that's like a million. You know, I mean, I know if we tend amongst Hollywood actors, it might be a lot. But yeah, 11 movies. That's huge. Okay. Yeah. Compared to come with friends, it's, it's small. <laughs> they're like, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're getting a lot of work. At least a couple, okay. of, you know, a couple of my friends. So, speaking of movies, right? So what, what take? So what takes you to to, to L.A. to Hollywood, Tinseltown, what have you? What 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 was the what was the, what, what was the move? Like you know, what I'm saying like, was he your agent? Was like, hey man, you know this, you gotta go out west. And it was, what what was the deciding factor? That's funny how you say my agent. I actually ended up letting my agent go at the time because I did move to L.A. Oh. Oh. Because my agent, I had this agent, I was like, an agent where like all those pieces of work that you saw had this really good agent in Toronto and she didn't give me a good rate and everything. And then I talked to her about going to LA. She didn't take me seriously. And she said, oh, I thought you, and then I said, well, it looks like I'm going to be going to LA. Maybe a year later, I said, I'm going, I've been preparing to do that. She goes, oh, you're seriously going? I go, yeah. She goes, I thought you were saying that tongue in cheek. I still remember she said that tongue in cheek. I go, no, I was mm. serious about going to LA, and and you, I heard before you did say that you had connections. 
even though you said it's tongue in cheek. So she did kind of placate me like the year before. Yeah, she was trying to but curse yeah, you. Connections, you keep doing your thing, and then I was doing my thing, and I got it done. It's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. So you had some connections. So I'll, so yeah, but I thought it was tongue in cheek. I didn't think you were really going. It's like it's funny because tongue in cheek yeah. is tongue in cheek is such an industry thing to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really <laughs> pretentious and stuff. But but yeah. she was a good agent, and as long as it lasted, you know, I, I got a lot of work through her and stuff. And she, uh, she was, was trying to pigeonhole you then to a degree. Like she wanted to keep you with the local little local gigs, and like didn't want you to spread your wings. You know what I'm saying? Where she where her reach wasn't yeah. wasn't far enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes they get, you know, they get territorial. You know, if you go to L.A., yeah. she's not getting the income out of the, yeah. the parts I'm doing a try. And the reason why I leave, I want to leave, excuse me, was because you can, the ceiling is only so high in Toronto with a local actor. You, you can get a great start. It's getting great, great to get a good start, but the cachet value of being, having a rep out of Toronto is not the same as having representation out of Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you, you have a, a, a crappy agent in Hollywood. It still looks good outside of LA. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, right. like, like I'm, I'm from the Bay Area and like, you know, you know, me and a, and a bunch of people that I grew up in this area, you know, we made music and put it out independently and whatnot. But like, you know, growing up, like we, you know, we still went to LA and tried to get deals. Like you can sit, sit around where I was at and be like, okay, someone's going to hear me. You know what I mean? You had to go to where the action was, you know what I mean? And yeah, where exactly. the eyes and the ears were, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got to swim where the sharks are, you know, you got to yeah. enter the, the arena. So mentor. Yes. You know, you I, like the arena. I like, I like, the, I like all those analogies right there. Yeah. It's funny. Cause you, you have some people, Oh yeah. This one girl, I remember she was an actress and she moved back from Burbank, moved back from Albuquerque to here. <laughs> she told me that I work for some amazing actors in Albuquerque. I go, they weren't amazing. This deadpan, right? I go, if they were amazing, they'd be here in LA. <laughs> but they're amazing. No, they would have at least the business acumen as an actor to get their ass in LA and compete. They, they, they cannot yeah. be amazing. Yeah. There's I no mean, way. She actually ended up agreeing with me. She I like, I see what you're saying. It's like yeah, in football not. too, man. Like in football, like I had a bunch of homies that played in high school and they were like big compared to me because I'm a little fucker. You know what I mean? They get to college and those motherfuckers are huge. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, you know, right? like he was a big fish in a small pond. Now you get to the big old ocean and that's not even, you know, that's not even the big ocean ocean for real. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can imagine in Hollywood. I mean, you know what I mean? That's, that's where the best of the best got to go. Cause we're all the activities at, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, absolutely. Even with agents out there, I mean, their, their address is pretty important, right? Where their business is. Cause I mean, if you're like in the Valley mm-hmm. or something, you're not really going to get taken as seriously as, you know, just be in the middle of Hollywood. If you're Beverly Hills, off of off of Santa Monica Boulevard or Wilshire, yeah, some vacations yeah. in those in those spots and stuff, you know. And they yeah. got you know they, you know, they got stuff. a nice car. Representation is a lot, right? I, I would imagine in Hollywood because it's like if if I wanted someone to represent me, I want him rolling up like you know, I want him rolling up in a nice car, looking like he's making money that he'll get me gigs to make me money. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what I'm saying it's kind of like. But then you got to filter through that because, you know what I'm saying, because some of it could be facade, right? Is, you know what I mean? Right. It's Hollywood. And, and you can, yeah, the agent thing, I've, I've gone through, I think, eight different agents total like, in my career, right? And, and when you leave, it's just like, it's like a marriage. You're breaking up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough to do, but then, you know, if, if what's pulling you that's bigger than that, then you just got to cut it off. 
Yeah. As they move on, right? And then sometimes you can be with a small like boutique agency where they may be able to get you in to a certain level, actually. And then you could be with a good agency. They may not be getting you in because they have all these other bigger clients. Mm. So it can be a catch-22. But basically, I've always said this. If you're good, if you're good, it's not... There's way more roles out there than there are good actors. That's why you see a lot of bad actors because it's, you can't keep up. There's not that many good actors. Acting isn't easy. And oh, I lost my thought. But uh, yeah, you're talking about uh, you're talking about like you know there, it's 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 a catch twenty two sometimes. You oh have yeah, the bigger agencies. You know, what I'm saying that and they're 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 big and they're grande, but it's you know, but they're it's also saturated because they got you know all the clients come to yeah. them versus you know the smaller agencies that. You know, it might be a little more quaint, but uh, and, and, but it's concentrated and as far as opportunities that they can get you, right. you know what I mean? So I was going to say, all that being said, I was going to say that it really comes down to the talent of the of the actor. If you're good, no matter what age you're with, you're going continue, to continuously get work. You will. And then so then it's kind of up to you as an actor to, once you get good and you're getting offered roles and opportunities, and you can say yay or nay to that. And if you're good, then it doesn't really... And then the agency is working for you, really. Instead of you know, a lot of actors look at the agency as the agency is bigger than you, but really you hired the agency to rep you. Yeah, they they work for you. It's not the other way around, right? Right. So if you are so if you're good, you will get continuous work. Good actors are kind of hard to you know, hard to come by, really. And if you just talk to any film director that's casting, like a you know, let's say a film that's non-union. <laughs> Most of the actors auditioning are horrible. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm amazing either. But the thing is, this is what it is. I've been on the other side. I co-produced a film called Damage Goods with a, a buddy of mine, Todd Todd Hughes, and uh, we're looking. We're like, Most of these actors can't even use, but we got to like pick someone. <laughs> and it's great being on that other side. And then you see your competition, and it, like, let's say out of 20 actors that come in, you've got about four that are good, 16 aren't good. And you got about, okay, out of the four, which ones looked apart and then out of the last two, which one could take direction of how the director wants to seize the vision of the film. Mm. And then I, I started, I, when I started landing roles, I was asking directors once they got you know, hired, I said, why, you know, why did you pick me? And they said, oh, because you can take direction. And then I started auditioning, I would just you know, I'd make a choice and then not, not hang, hang, be too hung up on it. And then I said, okay, let's see what the, how the director wants me to do it. Because I don't know the whole script. They just give me these sides, right? And then once I started doing that, oh, you want it done this way? Okay, this, okay do it like this and that. And then I start changing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. See ya. And then you never know what's going to happen. And then you get a call, right? You know, if you get it or not, right? Yeah. I've always, so. I've always heard that that is one of the most important things in Hollywood, being able to, like, work well with others and take direction. Because, I mean, you got to do it. Yeah, guys. absolutely. Gotta do what People got to like you. Yeah. Well, think think yeah. about this. If you if you relate it to like sports, right? You know, like the coach for movies would be the director. You know what I mean? And like, what you know, what do coaches like? They like you know they like talent, and even more, they like the talent that's coachable. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That, Absolutely. That's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna go out there and win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, now you're in Hollywood, right? And what right? year was that? When did you make it? Yeah, I, I was just, I was just about to ask that. I was going back and forth from beginning of 2002. Then I was here solid, more like 2005. I was in Toronto, then here. Um, so when did you film? Then, when did? And then I, I stopped acting for 
years, and I've been doing some things recently, but some other things. What's that? When did Paid in Full actually film? Because I think it released in 2002. Yeah, released in 2002, which was a year late. It was released in 2001. We shot the summer of, I remember it was August. It was hot. I remember shooting uh, some exteriors, and no, interiors in Toronto. And then we shot, I remember shooting uh, two months off, and we shot again in Harlem. Exteriors okay. and everything. Let's see. Nice. I remember yeah, I remember when I shot actually going back to the Natalie Cole story. Okay, we shot I shot some scenes in in August. Oh, and by the way, Pain of Full was directed by Charles Stone the third. Remember those uh, those Budweiser commercials? What's up? What's up? So he's the one who did Pain of Full. He'd be, like, shot... be like, hey Marty, pick up the phone. He picked the phone. Marty. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah, the yeah, bastardized what's up, right? Uh, yeah, so I remember shooting in August, and then they say, okay, great, Nelson, I'll see you. I still talk to Charles every now and then now. I say, I'll see you. We don't know the dates yet. I'm going to be shooting sometime in October in New York. And they had to get all the paperwork and stuff, and the visa and everything, right? Yeah, and, and you're um, in Toronto, so that's just the hot I'm in street. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a an hour and fifteen minute flight. Yeah, love it. And then, and then the, the Natalie Cole story is we saw. I get that like a month later. Shot that in some. I shot that in October, but what happened was, I remember, I remember auditioning, and my agent said, "Hey, yeah, you're gonna get the. Looks like you're gonna get the, the Natalie Cole story with Robert Townsend. He, you know, he likes your audition, and everything. Yeah, and you're juiced when you get this. Thing. Yeah, because these are like my new roles for me. I did a lot of, you know, a lot of commercials. I did some student films, but then these were like big things, right? Yeah, Robert then, yeah, Robert Townsend. It's on NBC. This is a this is a tr based on a true huge. story. Eddie Murphy yeah. and stuff doing working with him. So, so that I, I know I got some chops that is good enough to be on the mainstream, right? And I remember they're saying, yeah, we don't know the dates yet, and I didn't know the dates for paying in full for the rest of the shooting that, but that's person because I already shot. So then I get the date for uh, the, the for the Natalie Cole story, and they go, okay, you can shoot. I remember it was a Monday, such a set date. And then I go, great, great. I got off the phone with my agent, and then I said, oh wait a minute. And then I found out a few days before I'll be shooting paint in full. I was just waiting for all the visa stuff to go through, and it was the same weekend. It was on the weekend, and then I fly back Sunday night, and then I shoot Monday. And you're going to be in New York too. Right. So I call up my agent back. Hey, just so you know, I'm going to be in New York. I'm flying back Sunday, but I'll be good for Monday. She goes, oh, I don't know about that. And this is like about 10 days before or something, right? She goes, let me call Townsend and see what he says. And then he called, she calls Townsend. The Townsend is, okay. Oh, she told, he got back to me that she had, yeah, and he had to call Natty Cole. They got back to, and then he, it happened in five minutes. She called back in five minutes, right? And then she, she says, no, Natalie's a little worried about you, that, that you'll be tired and stuff. They may get someone else. And then I did, a, I did the whole reading with them, with the whole cast, with Townsend, Dan Carroll, Natalie Cole. And everything. I did all that stuff. It was all ready to go. The actual, and the, actually Natalie, the actual Natalie Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so she yeah, oh, met her nice. and stuff, yeah. Because uh, I was going to ask. So I was gonna she she met her and stuff. She knew. Yeah, I was going to ask, was she there, like, consulting the, the whole thing? But, yeah, okay, continue. Well, well she was in L.A. when the, when these calls were going down with my agent and me, right? Yeah. So, but, so, and then, but she did come for a reading. And then, you know, they fly back for it. And then, uh, and then uh, what was it? And then, oh, yeah, so I said, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm not going to be tired. I'll fly back. Don't just call, call them back. Say that things are cool. 
She goes, okay, all right. She calls back. She calls like three, four minutes later. She calls me back. And she says, okay, you're good. You're good. You're good. Just make sure you get enough rest, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I got this. I got this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And so I ended up shooting that barely by the skin of my teeth. It's funny because I, I was flying out to out of Toronto to do paid in full on that Friday, right? Flying out to New York. And I just check in and then I see, I see Natalie Cole checking in to go to LA. <laughs> and I'm like hiding from her. <laughs> I didn't want her to actually see me. I guess she was in Toronto. I don't know when the call was going, but I didn't want her to see me. So I'm like hiding so she wouldn't see me. I like turned around like, I don't, I don't want to see her to see me. Because <laughs> she might have skipped thoughts again, right? Yeah. It's an hour. Exactly. <laughs> and then so that's what I saw. Yeah, so I flew down there. Then things worked out. I did see the stuff. And that was funny. That was when I first signed. I, I, we, we still get into that scene, that, the scenes I did and saw the pain in full. But I will say this, people forget. That was the first time I signed my first autograph, too. It was after we shot pain in full that Sunday. I was staying at the, not the Double Tree. What, what's that? Oh, the Radisson. And okay. then I was, sun, yeah, Sunday morning, I was checking out. And then I was getting a breakfast at the cafeteria. The guys, oh, what you, I said, yeah, I'm flying back to Toronto. Oh, what you doing in, in New York? It's a total New Yorker, right? Oh, just shooting a film and stuff. She says, yeah, what's the name of it? That's called Pain of Full. I don't know. I didn't know much about it, like how big it was going to be or anything back then. Yeah. I said, yeah, you know, I've got, you know, I'm in a few scenes and stuff. You know, I'm not a major player or nothing, but I'm in there. She says, man, that's amazing. Like, can I buy it about? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was joking, right? You want my autograph? Really? So, anyway, yeah, I'm flying back. I kind of changed the subject. She says, hold on a second. Are you going to give me your autograph or not? He's like, you seriously want my autograph? He's like, yeah. He's, he's getting a little testy. He's like, all right. You know, it is New York accent, right? I can't do New York yeah. accent. And then I said, all right. I mean, get a pen and paper. He's like, yeah. He was all excited and stuff. So I wrote to his name and stuff and everything. And then I would have known that it was like going to be this type of film, like a cult following and all this stuff. And yeah. the guy was right. He was right. Yeah. I mean, you never I mean, know. That- that Those story is huge are, in New they're York. They're larger than life figures, man. The, the the real life people that 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 story was based on, and yeah, it's true. Total culture shifters. You know what I mean? Like just shifted culture in, in every way you could imagine. Now for people like me growing up too, for real. You know what I mean? In music, in fashion. You know I mean like I I grew up wearing Timberlands. You know what I mean? I I never even heard of them. It was just that everyone wore Tims. But it was because of these kids from New York that blew, that you know blew it up, and then all the rappers and everyone you know everyone followed suit. But they, these were the the trendsetters, you know, from the streets on up. Yeah, you grew up with that. You knew about that story, right? About the yeah, hell yeah. I, I didn't I, I didn't even become aware of this story till I was older. But like, what's funny is like it was the, it was already instilled in me because of like rappers Im- imitated these guys like you know like there was an actual rapper that called himself az even though the like the oh, character yeah. AZ, he you know the he the real a- az you know what i'm saying he actually did rap and this and that but in the in the 90s there was a rapper that Nick called himself az you know what i mean and you know there was this you know i didn't know that these were like like callbacks you know what i mean that that you know these were homages in, in that sense, you know, what I mean, even all the way down, like I said, the Tims and and, and the Pendletons, and you know, what I mean, they just they they did it all early. Even the D- Dapper Dan, you know, what I mean, they, they they made him famous before all the rappers 
we're using it. You know, it was all the D boys. You know, I mean, in the streets, the guys yeah, had the money. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy that had the money. I <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! For me, I, I remember seeing that movie in 2005, and it got put on Netflix. So I didn't see it right when it came out. And I'm just scrolling through all the Netflix stuff and Wood Harris, you know, because The Wire, like, I mean, that, remember the Titans, like all those movies that he was in. I was like, what the hell is this? Mackay Pfeiffer's in it too. Cameron's in it too. Like, what is this? And so I watch it and I must have been zoned out in the beginning where it says based on a true story or whenever they say it, I think it said at the beginning and the end. I missed that whole part. Really into the movie, really into everything. I go to the barber shop within a couple of days of watching it and the guy is from Queens. And uh, he knows all about this story, you know, because he, he's a lot older than me at that time. He's probably in his 40s and I'm like 20 at that time. And they're talking about the whole story. And I'm like, sounds like this movie that I just watched recently. <laughs> and I think that they had watched it on Netflix and they're like, yeah, we're talking about the real story that happened in real life. And just wow, because <laughs> it does seem like it's, you know, a Hollywood movie and everything. And you find out it's based on real life and. Then you find out some parts are even a little bit crazier that they had to make a little tamer, you know, for the, for the movie. So. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was yeah. the, I know the guy who, the real AZ, I know he was on set, like, you know, during some of the shooting, did you ever see that guy on set? Ah, good question. But I missed him. Mm. Okay. I missed him. I remember when I got on set, he was on set on Friday. I actually went on Friday. And I remember Charles saying that he was on, yeah, yeah, he was on set yesterday. I shot on a Saturday, I remember. Yeah. And so I missed him. I, yeah, I didn't want to meet him. And then, yeah. okay. so I didn't see him okay. on that Saturday. When we, so, so, so you're, you're playing a new, you know, not just a New Yorker, right? But you're playing like, you know what I mean? A, a, a kid from Harlem, you know what I'm saying? And from the streets, like, did you, did you have to like, talk to people had like verb had a verb shit or was it was it in the script like yo we ain't no you know what like yeah no that okay that particular scene okay first i'll, I'll say this so they're they're casting up in toronto as well right so this particular film wasn't just an american film it was harlem specific yeah so yeah. there was an issue with access and stuff and I'm not, i don't sound like i'm from there <laughs> so so yeah. oh. and i had to improv some stuff i remember and then and they never used it because it probably I talked too much. There's the scene where we're we're bottling cocaine and stuff, they're talking to wood and stuff. I had a, this dialogue. And and it wasn't it's you'll see the scene, but you'll see the entire scene because they had to edit that out because I wasn't authentic enough to be in, in, in that as far as casting purposes okay. of my actions. Was it the one was it the one where you guys were like outside the club, like right before he goes and meets the dude who gets out of prison, Calvin? Yeah, I remember that scene. No, it wasn't that one. Okay. It was when we're sitting inside at Aunt Rose's. Aunt Rose, remember? Oh. I knock on the door. I come in. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. I said, "Who's that?" Oh, it's Wes. You know, let him in. And Aunt Rose answers the door. And she lets me in. Yeah. And we're bottling the cocaine and stuff, kind of early on. Yeah. yeah. His operation. Yep. And then uh, he starts. You know, gets the kickstart. <laughs> gets the kickstart <laughs> without the real kickstart, but you know, get the kickstart going. Yeah. So is that so like I could speak like minimally, which you know they want for the for the integrity of the film. And then even even you know, Charles even had an assistant. His name was Jason Black, I think his name was. Great guy, and he was from Harlem. And he even assisted Charles too, because Charles, I think Charles is from Philly. Oh yeah, and they so, got they yeah. got they got a real specific accent over there. Too, yeah, though. so so they had to get so it's kinda of hardcore. So it wasn't just me, it was anyone like outside of 
like Harlan, if they want to sound like authentic, they want to make it as as, uh, as authentic as possible. <laughs> yeah. So, what was that? No, I said Harlem. Harlem. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I can't do that, guys. <laughs> and I don't have enough time to even practice, really. So I get the part. I shot quickly, and then I was off for like those two months, but I didn't. All you day. Know, that, was, that was beyond beyond my accent capabilities back then. <laughs> well, so, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit more about paid in full, but we want to pull up this scene, at least the yeah. most iconic one that we, you know, we talked about. We, <laughs> we broke were, down we were referencing that. this scene before we even met you, Nelly Nell. <laughs> I know a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, you saw me as Nelly Nell earlier this morning on that street. Like, who's that? What you eating? What you mean? I go, he doesn't know who I am. So I, didn't put I totally name. forgot. I, I totally forgot your name. Yeah. Yeah. We're donors, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Hustler, literally, Hustler literally ha- writes everything down or has like spreadsheets of shit. You know what I mean? and we got a couple questions in the chat we're gonna we're gonna get to those real real quick after this scene though but one of the classics here we go wait right here man wait right here man hey yo b what's up b this nigga wedge one of your workers man where so what's up dick oh they said he's trying to set you up b come on man man come on hey yo bring this bitch ass nigga over here b I know this nigga I'm trying to send me in. What's up, man? You feeding this motherfucker too, man. Hey, yo. So what's going on, man? I'm hearing things, man. Put Look, your man, hands down, man. Put, Put your, your motherfucking hands, hands down. down. Man. Everything ain't all right, man? I ain't eating. You ain't eating? What you mean you ain't eating? You ain't making this paper, man? man Everybody eats, B. Man, fuck Don't this nigga, Don't look me in my motherfucking face like that, man. Look man, away fuck from this me, nigga. Man. Turn around, matter of fact. Fuck this nigga, B. Turn around, move up. Stay still, motherfucker. Get your ass out of here, motherfucker! Hey, yo, B. Hey, yo, A, man. That's what the fuck gonna happen to anybody just that away, man. Right, right, right. But that's what the fuck gonna happen to anybody who disrespect this family, man. Me and you as family, I'm not gonna let that shit slide, B. If I hear something going on, I'm gonna handle it, B. Because niggas not gonna disrespect me. My niggas feel the same way, B. And that's what's gonna fucking happen to anybody who disrespects you, B. I love you, B. Anything, B. Let me know, man. All right, baby. All right? Where am I? I just need to get in the whip, man. Let me know, man. You got it, baby. She did the chain, B. Fuck up out of here. Got your man. You shining now, nigga. You good now. You good now, nigga. You You ice, nigga. We good. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but they never take the chain off. Definitely. Once you get shot, it's like you're just out of scene. Nobody follows you or anything. So, yeah, the chain definitely did not get snatched. No, it did. It did. If you watch oh, so back just, in slow motion, because in real time you can't see, but you slow motion, you can slowly, you can't see, he does rip it off. <laughs> but you got to slow it way down. I looked at it, I don't know, 10 times. And then, <laughs> okay, yeah, this is what these guys were talking about on that one, uh, on the one uh, channel. Oh, how man. Many, how many takes do you, you think you did that, that take? scene? Oh, that yeah. scene we did, I remember we did about seven takes. I cut my hand because I, it was gravel and stuff. That was, yeah. a, that was one of the hardest scenes I've ever done, even though it looks kind of easy. That was one of the hardest scenes that I had to do because what happened, I, I got there, we got there early in the morning. I remember Charles saying, okay, we're going to add this scene in. This is what's going to happen. We're going to figure out what, you know, what you're going to say. I had a couple of different lines of dialogue. It wasn't coming off. And then he says, I ain't eating. Say that. See, that works. And then, okay, we like that. Okay, we like that. And then, and then I remember when we went to block. Do you know what blocking is when you do a scene? Yeah. So uh, just when you block, 
yeah, you, you, you kind of, when you rehearse the scene, so you know the movement of where the scene, so the director, the DOP oh, okay. knows the, where yeah, the, where you're, basically where you're going to move, right? You're supposed to be standing and how you move it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, and when you, almost all the other times of work, well, that was kind of still early on, but I did some student films. So when you're blocking, it's, you kind of, you, you're going through the motions, but the, the, you're going through the motions, but your emotion is not really full tilt. So mm-hmm. I was kind of a half, half-ass acting, I guess, through, which a lot of times. Yeah, you, yeah you're you do doing like a walkthrough. Like a walkthrough, yeah. Yeah. And I remember I did that. And then, like, the camera was intense. Wood's really good. And they're like, and yeah, they're, they're, they're really like what are you doing? Right. I was like, well, we're blocked, right? Yeah, but dog, you go hard all the time. What are we talking blocking? Yeah, we're doing it, but you got to go, go hard. And Carol's like, yeah, all right, all right. And then Charles is like, and Charles is kind of laid back. The director, he's like, yeah, and I was like, you got to you gotta pick it up. I go, yeah, well, I thought we're blocking. Like, okay, I'll pick it up. But then from there, that what was bad was that the pressure's on me now, right? The pressure's on me. Even Jason Block is like, come on, man, this is your scene. You got to, like, come on, pick it up. You're good, you're good, though. You're good, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I should tell you this, too. There's about 90 to 100 people behind the camera, behind the director. Oh, yeah. There's people yeah. in the neighborhood in Harlem. Yeah. That's Harlem, right? Yeah. So they can't tell, oh, yeah, you got to clear. No, they, 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 but they were quiet and stuff. They were good, but they were just like, you, you, know, you ain't going to move them. <laughs> so we, yeah. we didn't take so. It's like we're doing a theater in front of all these people. Nice. And then I wasn't getting it. I just wasn't getting it. And then oh. we did a take. And he said, no, nah, you're not quite there. And I'm thinking, well, I thought that take was good. Okay, but it, it's not. Yeah, I got Okay, I got it. We did. And then by the... By about the fifth take, I nailed it. And they said, like, yeah, you got it. That was a good take. We got it. That's good. And let's do a couple more. And then yeah. I nailed it. And then I nailed it. And it was good. Because I remember maybe the third or fourth take, Charles is saying, okay, you're, okay, you, and it's hard for directors to give certain actors direction. You have to be careful what you tell them. Because it could, it could get the, the actor in their mind and stuff, right? Yeah. And then, and then they could have a worse scene. So he's like, you're feeling like three emotions at once. <laughs> like three emotions. Like, oh, man. Emotions, like, emotions, I'm thinking, Charles, yeah, you're scared, but you can't show that you're too scared because you got to, like, you know, make money for your family and stuff. You got to eat, too. But you've had enough nonsense, but, you know, you don't want to get killed either. So you got to show some fear, but not too much fear, but you got to stand up for yourself, too, at the same time. I was like, okay, I got this. I'm thinking, I'm going to tell shit in my pants. I'm like, I better get this. And then, so, so it was a hard scene, but I did pull it off, finally. And Cameron's a really good actor. I know he's a rapper or something, but he was really good. And Wood's always intense. I did, you know, those other four scenes with him. Always pretty intense. Low-key guy, but just his acting's really good. Yeah, I was just about to ask, because Cameron, he's a, uh, he's, man, he's a real character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, outside of music, like, you know, once you get them cameras on him, he was always like, one of those, you know, a flamboyant cat. And when I watched that movie for the first time, see, I didn't, I didn't watch that thing until, like, 2009. You know what I mean? So it it had been out oh, for a good been out minute. For a while. Yeah, and like I that's what's funny because I was already I was aware of the real story though because there was like already documentaries put out, and then I was like, and then someone's always like, you know, they made a movie about that. You know what I mean? I said, word. And then and then and then my girl, she was like, yo, my sister got that DVD. Remember back back in the days, everybody had DVD collections. You know what I mean? And you had your gangster movie, co- you know, section. You know what I mean? Alex has too, I think. I saw oh, his yeah. library. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and because, you know, and I was like, I was amazed that I had slept on this movie for so long because this is some gangster-ass shit. And you, you, whether or not that they doctored the story here and there, I mean, that's Hollywood, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that shit was well done. And Cameron kills it. 
You know what I mean? Oh, he nailed everything. Every scene. Yeah, hell Every yeah. Who yeah, and I watched cool- it. Oh, sorry. Who who was the coolest out of all three of those guys? Out of out of Wood Harris, Cameron, Mackay Pfeiffer, like any of them, just cooler around the set than the others. You know what? I got to know Mackay outside of, of it, as opposed to Cameron. I did one scene with Wood. Okay. I did worked a few days with Wood. I did those other scenes with him. So that was more like just business than just acting. So it wasn't a lot, but I got to talk to Mackay. I would bump into him here and there in Toronto and LA. And I never saw him in New York, but I've talked to him on a personal level. He's been, he's a really nice guy. That's so, cool. Um, awesome. He's so really, I would he's say really him really just because I know him more on a personal level. And anyway, we're not buddies or nothing, but I got to talk to him outside of being on set, you know? Yeah. Awesome. But, yeah, but being on set, the overall, it's great being on set with all those guys, though. And Charles is great. Charles. Charles Stone. How, how big do they do it when, when, when like, when, okay, because I know when there's different actors on set, there's going to be different treatment. You know what I mean? So, what you know, what, what was the food like and all that when they were around? Was You know what I mean? Oh, we all like the same food. Uh, maybe the extras ate different food or the background, maybe, but yeah. As far as actors, I find all this is evident on all the actors eat the same thing. You know, when I worked with Dean Kane, Wood, we all ate, ate, ate from the same plate, so to speak. Okay. Maybe Tom Cruise doesn't. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> right? Well, because Harlem's got some good ass food. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't remember what they catered. You know, I, you know, a lot of these sets they catering pizza a lot. Usually, in, in the in the last in the tenth hour, eleventh hour, it's usually pizza almost like, on every set. It's pizza, but if wow. dinner is usually catered pretty good though. But it all depends on the budget, right? But I've been on yeah, most of the stuff been point. on it's usually pretty good. It's usually pretty good. What um, and, and like big as opposed to like the when you filmed the Nat the Nat King Cole joint was the was this a bigger production, like you know, the the paid in full? Paid in full. It was a well, it was Merrimax. So it was a sizable production, but it still wasn't a big production for what Merrimax does. Okay, right. And that was Charles's first feature. He told me that this a few years ago. I didn't know that was his first one. Oh, Drumline Lord. was the second. Yeah. You know how big Drumline got. Drumline yeah. with Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Yeah, that one, that first one. So that was his, that was his, his baby. Charles was, his baby was really drumline. That's what he, he was telling me. Well, he kind of hit his mark, but that was his second film. So he did pretty good. For That's crazy. Film. Nice. I remember I watched the, yeah, I cut the, the line producer, one of the producers, I remember. And then I watched the film, Pain in Full, in a, um, off of Beverly, somewhere on Beverly Boulevard, a private production, a private screening room. Kind of like the one that you show on your thing here, <laughs> the silver yep. screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of one of those rooms. I, I invited some friends and stuff, and so we booked it out and I watched Payton Full there for the first time. And I heard that the day before, Mackay's people were there. No, I think it was Mackay right. Piper. I think he, she said that she went up for him and he brought some people to that. So that was nice, nice of her to do that. And then I said, ah, but I got to see the experience of being on a feature film. Because I did movies of the week, right? Yeah. On NBC and Fox and stuff. And then do the big theater thing. So I went to the Magic Johnson theaters over on nice. Crenshaw there. I went to the yeah. Magic Johnson theaters. I caught a film there. I caught the film there. Awesome. 
It's funny because yeah, beside these two girls, they're laughing at the scene when I got shot. But they, they didn't know what they were sitting beside me. It was kind of funny. I thought about saying something, but I didn't say anything. They probably would have freaked out. Yeah, they they, they probably would have believed me. Yeah. But you know what? It's funny because if you're awesome. in L.A., you, you can watch a movie in L.A., then you can walk out of the movie with the actor be walking beside you. Yeah. Stuff like that house to the people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hair and makeup, stuff like that, too. That You know what I mean? Get, getting into a role. You know what I mean? Especially because there's only so many, like, I mean, there's only a few Denzels and Leos, right? I mean, besides that, like, every all these working actors, I mean, it's like normal people, right? It's yeah, crazy. When you think about back in the days, like, when I was growing up and I'd watch, like, E.T. or, you know, or what was the Entertainment Tonight, whatnot, and, you know what I'm saying, you see all the... the Hollywood actors with the paparazzi everywhere now and, and, and or, or back then. And then like, you know what I'm saying? These are like Tom Cruise and, and Denzel, you know, uh, Johnny Depp, these mega stars, you can't get near them. And nowadays stars are just giving you like all kind of access if they're like social media friendly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these act, you know what I mean? Like I remember at one point, Will Smith out of nowhere, and he, all of a sudden he's all over social media. Remember this like five, six years ago? Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was one of those guys in the 90s where it's like, you can't get near guys like that because they're just so huge. You know what I'm saying? Or at least and that's kind of social media, like. you're saying. Yeah, but now in social media, you you know, you get you get like direct access to whatever they choose to show us. You know what I mean? Because before you get nothing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what you see on the screen. That's, that's what it. you see on the screen, yeah. Hey, what's you know this, what I mean? Marty? So, Marty? So this is Minnesota Marty over here. And he oh, said- Oh, it's not my brother. <laughs> No, and uh, he said, start or sit, movie or series, which is more enjoyable? Good question. I, I picture myself doing like movie, going from movie to movie to movie. Film, like film to film to film. That's like when I think about me as an actor, I think about just doing different films. The series, I think it'd be kind of cool to develop a character like that over a series, but I don't know, the series, you don't know what they're going to, you know, a lot of them, the, the series, the episodes aren't even written. Right. <laughs> Maybe the first season's written, but not even, right? A lot of times yeah. they kind no, of No, not it. even. It's the first like three episodes are written or something. Yeah. So you sign yeah, so... a contract. You don't know what you're signing up for, really. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, they, they could just all the stuff going on. Point. What's that? Yeah, because they could just stop production at one point and be like, oh, they can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that. And then, like, like with the film, you know, what they do when you get a part, even the, you know, the parts they did with the movies of the week, you say you, you get the role, so you got it. And then you see a script on your doorstep, or if you, have, you know, live in an apartment, they'll just fill the script. You know, you know, like in the movies, you see the paper boy, those throws the paper. Pretty much yeah. that's what they do with your script. Hopefully, no one takes it, but no one's really going to take it. Like, who? <laughs> your neighbor's going to steal the script? Oh. But they'll say, yeah, the script <laughs> is downstairs. It's there. Pick it up read it and then you know from beginning to end you have to read the script so you know what's going on right and there's some safety in that i like that you know what's going on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and you so, can kind of like when you're reading it you kind of see you're kind of seeing the movie already when you're reading it, you're like oh this is gonna be good you know what I mean? yeah but these episodes you don't know and they're throwing all these wrenches in these things now all these different storylines <laughs> right alex <laughs> oh yeah there's a lot of crazy storylines i mean one one show that i liked was entourage and i don't know how much that was actually like i mean i know it's loosely based off of hollywood and they're like writing their own kind of story over there but 
that's the only connection I really had to Hollywood as far as like known behind the scenes. But even in there, uh, everything would just seem like it was off the rails. It was like one day to the next. A lot of times they didn't know if they were going to get the movie or like something's coming up, maybe stopping them from get the movie. And then the director doesn't even know who he is. And yeah, exactly. Use different directors and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I see myself doing, going from film to film and playing different characters like that. So I'm not opposed to series. People say, you know, a lot of actors say, I would never do a soap opera. Well, maybe you would, you know, you know, might not be, you know, may not be first on the list, but it's still work. Steady work, right? Those soap operas, those are like five days a week, like type thing, right? Yeah, they, they they don't do a lot of takes. They're kind of it's almost like it's live or something, because it's kind of happening on the day, right? And they air it. I mean, well, I mean just them out so fast. On the same day, but yeah, yeah, and it'd be so. like you'll have like a set like for a soap opera, and it's like in a building, and it's like every you know, there's there's all the soap operas are being shot there. There's hella sets. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know there's a, there's a studio up by me. I think I know that there's this. One or two soap operas they shoot up there. Not Young and the Restless. I know Young and the Restless shot in CBS. That's over in West Hollywood. I'm more on the east side of Hollywood. So there's other studios over there. I think it's like, I don't know, One Life to Live or something like that. Or one of those ones. I don't really. General Hospital, maybe. I don't know. Those joints have been going on forever. Yeah. Yeah. And and those characters, it's like the same actors for decades, right? Yeah. Yeah. I slick some of them. I mean, there's a lot of you know day players. They're in and out, but there's a lot of the main ones. They seem to stick it through for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, they do stints. Yeah, yeah. crazy. And I know some people. They just, I mean, like you said, you like playing a character and then moving on, go to the next character. Kind of crazy playing. These people may be playing the same characters for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, and you do both, right? You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're series regular, and then you're you're shooting films here and there too. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And Song said, what are you working on now? He said, what's your schedule like in the near future? I just shot a couple little indie films, barely indie. So kind of almost like a spec film with a fellow actor friend of mine. He's got camera equipment and he's writing these scripts and he's directing. And I just act, finished acting in the second one. And then he's going to, he edited the first one. I'm going to do a screening with the other actress and him after Christmas. And then the one he's editing, one that we just finished shooting a couple months ago. That one's called The Landscape. So I work with another actor. So that stuff is for my demo reel. But I did some good acting on there. And I shot a music video. I don't think, I don't know if I showed you that music video I shot a year and a half or two years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. That? That. yeah. 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 That was dope, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. You saw, yeah. yeah I, I don't, oh, yeah. I saw that. Music videos typically, but then I did some TV show a little over a year ago, but I don't have an agent, but I'm going to get an agent next year coming up, probably my ninth agent, finally, and then and go from there. We'll see uh, what happens. I've been here so long, and then, you know, there's, I can work in Canada too, of course, and then here, and so we'll see how the world opens up for me, you know? Awesome. Okay, and, I, got a, I got a question. Hold on, real, real, real quick. Hold on, hold that question because I've been waiting to to get this one in for. Okay, that. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He said, "What was your biggest challenge, and how did you overcome it?" Man, David, <laughs> come on. <laughs> My biggest challenge. How did I overcome it? Biggest challenge. 
Well, I would say, okay, I don't know if it's my biggest challenge, but I remember, and I actually do remember, I started speaking when I was three, I think. I started late speaking. I used to stutter. And I still stutter a little bit, but nothing like I was, like I did when I was a kid. And I ended up doing like public speaking and kind of getting over it. And then, of course, I'm acting. <laughs> so, you know, it's, and I was working, you know, thinking about doing a podcast. So I'm using my voice a lot, even though. I had a you know a stuttering issue when I was a kid, and so that was kind of a hurdle, a, a big hurdle. And then and, I was asked to do certain and, things with public speaking. It's like how can I word this all? The certain words that I couldn't say or I'd stumble. You know, we all stumble over certain words, but then I figured out a lot of it, the the stuttering has to do with breathing. Once you okay. get your breathing, connect with your voice and stuff. And that was uh, that was a big challenge for me, I guess. I think the thing I mean, is something yeah, bigger, but, but I think it's just moving around be your career oh, yeah. you know what i mean i'll just say real quick moving around as a kid I've, I've lived in like 12 13 places that was kind of hard i look in hindsight as great as your personality to move around and you're in new environments but i remember going to school for the first day i'm the new kid you know in, in first grade i'm a new kid in third grade the new kid again in sixth the new kid in eighth ten you know it's just like and overcoming that like everyone's just staring at you no one knows who you are looking at you and stuff and and so being the new kid kind of was hard even though i I came from a big family but still you're in the class and no one knows you but it came it comes in handy with when you're performing and stuff like auditioning especially right yeah audition especially for commercials even if you do a good audition you got people like even if it's funny they go that was funny okay all right next (laughs) You know, I didn't get that. Right? You, know, didn't, you got a producer, you got a director, you got a cameraman, HC, the client. They're all just staring at you. And you're acting a fool for a commercial. Here for a beer commercial. Oh yeah, just do something. You're you're at a party. You got to make stuff up off the top of your head. And then in the back of your mind, thinking, yeah, I'm just like an idiot. And the next thing you know, you you get the role because you act like a fool. And that's when they want to see you act all fun and foolish because a lot of commercials are like that, right? But when you watch a yeah. commercial. It looks kind of normal, but when you're actually acting like that, it's abnormal. You're over the top and stuff, right? You've seen them in those commercials. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Or just any of Nicolas Cage's movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Castor his style, Troy. actually. Is I'm Castor Troy. <laughs> <laughs> you know the face off. I want to take his oh, face yeah. off. <laughs> that was a good film though i like that one oh uh, yeah it was yeah and it was probably because he was so over the top in it too uh, yeah yeah travolta was good at it too uh-huh. oh yeah and did uh, you have a question bogart yeah no, 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 well, i just i wanted to just elaborate a little bit what, what you just said like so you know you kind of took you know some of the things that you had to overcome let, you know what I'm saying? And, and not only overcome them, but you didn't know that was going to actually fuel, you know what I'm saying? Your approach in the field that you became your career. You know what I mean? Like, like having this performance anxiety from, you know, constantly being moved around and having to meet this new crowd of kids all the time. But then it's the same thing. Like when you go and audition for a role or, you know what I mean? Or, or a gig, whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's new people looking at you. It's funny, I was asked the question the other day. I think Damon, the guy I've been doing these films with, is, he's another actor. He says, Nelson, when you, when you do a scene with a famous person, is it any different than doing a scene with like an actor that's not famous, just like a regular scene? Mm-hmm. I said, actually, you know what, it's not. When you're in the moment talking, it's not. 
But before you're doing the scene, it is. Like with Dean Kane, it's like, oh, that's Superman. It's kind of like, I was kind of nervous. But when, <laughs> you're, but when you're actually acting and in the scene, it's, he's just like another character. Yeah. And then you're done. It's like, okay, I got that off. You know, that, that was a pretty good take. Okay, now you get warmed up. You feel pretty good. But before, there's a difference. But when you're in the scene, there's no difference at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, as far as maybe talent, yeah, but but you don't in the scene you're not thinking that he's Dean Kane. You're thinking the character what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and you have to deliver because if, every time you mess up because it's film, it's like more money. So right. the pressure's on as well. Like you just can't be screwing around. You see, it's funny you see these outtakes on films and stuff. Oh, they're just joking around and stuff. Uh, well, they're so good that they can maybe joke around, or you, know, you do fuck up, but you still, if you kept, if you're a bad actor, you keep fucking up, and they're like, we'll never use this guy again. Yeah, you're <laughs> You'll never work in this town again. <laughs> not, not, everyone everyone that. Like, not everyone gets like the Jim Carrey treatment, right? Where he can just do the, whatever the hell he wants on scene. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I'm sure in, in the budget, there's room for error in the budget, though. I bet when DVDs started coming out, they started putting in a little bit of budget for that because they're going to come out with the theatrical release and all that. Then you're going to release these crazy DVDs with all these outtakes or whatever. Yeah. Or even like the yeah. extended long director's cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, I enjoyed it. Was any... I was, I was oh, wondering yeah. if I had any outtakes from Paid in Full. I, I can't think off the top of my head. Nothing major. I don't even know if there's any deleted scenes on that on the did they, add, did they add that audio in like the screech of, you know that you give out when you get shot in the ass is that you know is I for that, that's funny that's funny, that's funny that you mentioned that because I saw the scene I was gonna mention that I was gonna say I, I forgot I was like, like no a, I actually like, no I actually that was me oh there you I, go I, yeah. actually, I actually reacted and I remember reacting oh yeah I was like totally in the moment that <laughs> yeah, was actually I mean, real you're getting shot and you're like you're running for your life like yeah like you nailed so that, that part was easy to act you can't be on that I feel so much better I, now that part I got down <laughs> you nailed that <laughs> did they give you yeah. feedback like I mean the first when you say you did like seven takes or whatever when you had to get shot oh so, so did you give me feedback yeah, like that. Like, did they give you feedback on it, or was it just something you just did natural when you knew it was coming? I, oh, and 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 was the oh, when we, they're shooting the blanks, obviously too, right? So yeah, shooting the blanks. No, but, but your question: Did they give you feedback after every take? Well, no, I'm just saying, like specifically on you getting shot, because like you're not right. really getting hit with anything. You got to just. Oh right, right. Oh no, I I think I got that. Oh okay, okay. Now I know what you're saying. No, I think I had that part down. That they never gave me feedback. Usually, if they give you, if they say nothing, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, he never ever said anything about you know, could you grunt a little louder or something. That part I had down. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was worried about all that stuff before, but but that part, yeah, they they never get feedback. So no feedback is good feedback. Yeah. And that's basically in film. If you if you hear nothing. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. And even if you hear something, it's not necessarily a bad thing, because if you can make adjustments, then it's a good thing again. Right. Could be could be constructive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not not, not like like you, yelling at the dude because he didn't hear it. You know what I mean? Like, already gave an example like grab your ass harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, my hands were bleeding, man. So that was enough. I was like, yeah. Well. But hey, I said, no, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's good. Let's, let's go out the take. Let's go. Let's go again. I'm good. Let's nice. go.
wasn't approved. But that, but I remember uh, the last two or three takes, people were cheering and stuff. People were clapping and stuff. After you said cut, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's good. They, so they knew that was the that energy. Right there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've never done a scene like that in front of like a neighborhood like that before. Yeah, so that it was, is, that it was is very uh, cool. interesting. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun overall. It's kind of like theater. It's like like a street theater that, but you know, but the kind of yeah, on film, street theater on film. That's yeah, a good one, Bogart. Street theater hey. film. Hey, uh -huh. I come up with these all day. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> that could be a thing, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you shoot it and you have a live audience. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not live, but like if you get to get to catch there, because there is something about performing in front of people. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, True. Like I always say, like, you know, like when I do a show, I don't care if it's 50 or 5,000 people, like I'm going to rock it like it's a million people. You know what I mean? Because I'm and just. And you know that you, know, you get the one take. It's live. And yeah. If, 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 you know, if you mess up, you just keep going. I mean, we do yeah, this show like that. this every day. <laughs> you know I see guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Although, let me okay. see if he's on. Of course he's on. Oh, I yeah, got one on. Like, <laughs> he's walking guy. around with his kid back and forth. This is a good one right here. So like, if you could, if you could, how do I phrase this? Okay, if you could star in a biopic of your choice and you played the main the main role, who would it be based on? Star in a biopic? Yeah, like a biopic, or even if you didn't star in it, you directed a paper perhaps, but like, is there a, like a, a real life figure that you would love to play? You know what I mean? Like their story's hella cool and maybe their story's untold. Like, you know what I mean? Good question, but I'd have to think about that one. You, 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 you could think about that and think about that one. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. that one, you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that would be a good one. And Marty said, any good shows or movies that you watched recently? Recently, what did I watch recently? I've been, I've been, I've been watching these Christmas shows lately, but that's not really good. They're just yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> cheesy Christmas shows. Tis I got watching one last night because I actually knew the main actor from Minute Malibu. He used to eat my food and stuff. I go, hey, I know that guy. He's eating my food. He's in this kind of prince, this cheesy. You know those Christmas shows, the same theme. Mario Lopez was in one today. Remember Mario Lopez? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I just saw him in one. I go, hey, it's Mario Lopez. <laughs> That guy looks exactly but, the same. Yeah, he does he does look the same? I'm, I'm trying to think. What movies are just good? I did watch. I was watching the tours, but I didn't finish yet. I gotta watch the rest of it. I did watch a good one not that long. I'm trying to think. I was saying that it was good. Yeah, um, right, I might have to come back to that question too. Okay. Lately, I, I haven't watched many movies lately. And has said one of my what favorite your... movies is my, my favorite actor is Chris Walken. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite movies is the is the Deer Hunter. I'll give okay. you that. Yeah, is that. David is your favorite movie to watch during the holiday season. Oh, okay. My favorite movie to watch during the holiday season, I'll tell you right now, it's a wonderful life. There Jimmy you go. Stewart. Right. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> now that guy stutters. <laughs> and it makes it work for him, you know. But uh, yeah, but the Deer Hunter. Have you seen Deer Hunter? Is it even before my time? Like the late seventies. Yes, I've not ne never saw it. Never saw it. I know. I, I, I think you like it. Alex. Both of you. I think you like it. It's really intense with Christopher Walken, Robert De Niro. 
Yeah. They, they go to Vietnam, they get captured and stuff. Yeah. It's one of the most intense films I've ever seen. And Christopher Watkins is legit, man. Because, like, yeah. you know what I mean? He's just, like, he's a real, he has, there's a hell of le- levels, you know what I mean? Like, with the comedy and the and, and, and the real serious acting, like, he's, he's legit. Yeah, he absolutely he is. Yeah, because he was hilarious on SNL, too. Like, you know what I mean? When he, yeah. <laughs> that close range was a good one. Like, yeah, King, cool. King of New York, one of my, King of New York, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. With them yeah. for sure. Hey guys, he hold on one second. Let me grab my, my battery charger. It's a portable. Yeah, okay. my phone Sounds in good. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. yeah, and how about the scene in and what's it called? The Quentin Tarantino one, the one that he didn't direct. Space yeah, true, right true romance. True yeah, romance. Yeah, true romance. Oh, true romance. Yeah, that was a real what good is, one. What a scene with Walken and Dennis Hopper. Oh yeah. Classic. Oh yeah, outside the trailer there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were in the trailer when when they did it when Dennis Hopper gave his big monologue. Yeah. Oh, they're in the trailer. Okay, right, right. Oh yeah, when he he when he when he, he laid history about the Moors. You know what's funny is that like because of that, I went and did my did my 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 due diligence and like, yeah, I found that the Moors were awesome, bro. Like they basically like took over the world in in a good way at one point. You know what I mean? Like when I say a good way, it's because they didn't come through and conquer and they came through and like. You know, like boosted economies and shit. Like it was like, you know what I mean? Legit. And and best believe they went to war. If, if people didn't, you know what I mean? Because people people are unruly. You know what I mean? They, but yeah, the Moors were interesting. But I all from the true romance because I didn't <laughs> I didn't know about the history at all about the Moors until you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's see if there's some truth behind this. Yeah. yeah. He gave us a little a little history lesson on that, didn't he? Right. Yeah, especially since Quentin, Quentin writes his own history. Right. Yeah, and that, that you know, and I think Quentin said that he because it was it was like his his mom's best friend's brother, right? So like his uncle, you know what I mean? He was the one I was telling man, man, the Moors, man, you know, the Moors they they took over the world. You know what I mean? Like, and he was like, word, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that shit was true. Yeah. They don't teach you about that shit when we were growing up. You know what I mean? No. I think we're no, good. They teach you about Spanish conquistadors. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the. It's the only other non-Anglo-Saxon shit they taught us. The, the Spanish oh. conquistadors. Yeah, Mark, I, I think we're Marty good. Asked, I think it, Alex. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you sound good. And Marty said, did you take any acting classes? Yeah, yeah. Got to Toronto. I remember my agent at the time. She said, yeah, we're going to get you some classes. Get you some, so you can start acting other than just doing commercials. And I put it, I got into, I remember an acting teacher's name, Marion Lawrence. It was a Strasbourg technique. It was kind of, you know, the sense memory work. You know, you stand up in front of the class and tell everybody how you feel. And it's kind of, kind of nerve wracking for your first acting class. <laughs> I mean, I did acting as a kid, but not like classes like that, right? So. I remember doing that class for about a couple of months and she was one of the top acting teachers in Toronto, in Toronto at the time. And then I got, I signed up for this acting troupe. So I did theater. I did that for about a couple of years. And then I took some commercial, you know, classes on how to do commercials and stuff, even though I was doing commercials, but just to kind of network with casting and stuff like that. They do these symposiums and stuff like that. And then, and I remember 
once I started letting, getting some roles and stuff, I got tired of taking the classes. I wasn't doing the theater troupe anymore after two years or so. We did about three or four plays publicly. And I remember saying to a friend of mine, I met him in this, this acting, it was like a group. We'd read scripts once a week. It was going nowhere, but we thought it was like something. It was like some black organization of actors getting together. And nothing really came of it, but I met this guy, Lyric Benton, there, close friend of mine now. And he's an actor. He does very well. He just shot a episode of Law & Order just last week. I don't know nice. if there's. But he, he was in the, have you seen the Saw, the, 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 the Saw films? Say it again. Saw. Have you seen the yeah, Saw, Saw films? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. first two and then the rest kind of all get jumbled up for me. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so Danny Glover was the in the first, the first one. one. Yeah. So then in two, three, and in, no, two, three, four, Lyric, he's the black detective in there. Detective okay. Riggs or something. Remember, I don't know if you remember him, but he they hunt him down in, in two, three, and four. He's the man, he's the main guy. He's in a lot, and he's in two, then he's a lot. So, he, yeah, so he's in that joint for real. Yeah. Yeah, he's in that. They want him to do, I think, five and six and stuff. And he, then he said, I'm good. <laughs> he opted out. <laughs> But, uh, but, he, but he's doing well right now. And so I was over at his place last week. And then he just called me Dang, uh, in New York now. They're bringing it back, right? Huh? I think they're calling it like Saw 10. And it's supposed <laughs> oh, to be, <laughs> yeah, it's Saw X or whatever, right? And like, because it's supposed to be the 10th film. But, but, the, but oddly enough, it's supposed to be like a prequel, like between, between part one and part two. Oh man, it's supposed to be like oh, yeah. the event. It just doesn't stop. Do. It's like Jason, right? Friday the 13th, it goes on and on and on. I thought it ended at five or six, and then it's like it's 18 of them or something, right? Hey, we legit had that conversation on, on the Halloween show. We were like, yo, they just can't. They're like, fuck it, we'll put him in space. Jason in space now. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like okay, so going back to Lyric, ask me about the acting. So I, it was me, me, Lyric. I remember Drew Nelson, that actor. And, my buddy Lauren, Lauren Hunchuck, all actors, we all got, got together. We said, listen, I'm tired of taking the classes. Let's just, I'll buy a camera. We'll just do scene work Monday through Friday for three hours every day. We'll just nail it. And we'll start working. We'll help each other out with auditions and stuff. So I started doing that for a couple of years. And that's when I started landing the, rule, the roles. And what we did, we would do a scene. That we, okay, hey, Larry, I got an audition. Come and help me out. He'd come over. And it's for he's Jamaican. Like he's like he's always on time. I was like, man, this guy is like early. It was funny <laughs> they call it Jamaican time. They'll tell you this. Jamaican time. They're always late for stuff, right? <laughs> and this guy's like, yeah, come over, uh, you know, come over to my place for noon. He'd be there at like eleven forty-five. Like, what are you doing? Like you're early. <laughs> All right, but he was like serious. And then and it totally paid off. When we started doing it ourselves, it just paid off. And we we would critique each other and say, well, do it this way, do it that way. And by the time we went and, and went into audition with the casting. We already hashed it out. It ripped, yeah. ripped each other apart. Yeah. And then, so the audition wasn't even that hard because you already auditioned amongst yourselves. Right. So and really what you guys difference. Yeah, and really what you guys are doing anyway is just getting the reps, whether it's in class yeah. or you guys doing it yourself, right? Repetition. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the class, here's what the problem classes are great, like at least to start. But the thing is you get in these big classes, you don't get up. You're watching, you're spending most of the time watching other actors. You're not doing it. Yeah. You're spending hundreds of dollars. 
So like we want to do it. We want to do it every day and play it back. And then you get your tape, you do it once a week or once every two weeks. You don't even play it back because you're barely up. So this way we, we kept doing, we're on each other and we kept doing it. And that's, and that's the way to go. I think you got to take it into your own hands, you know? As it is. So, so you're not just in class and then when you're outside of in the real world, everything's a friggin' scene. Yeah. <laughs> you start, you start moving and walking different. You start doing things on your own. Your teachers are cool. I never really was into hanging everything on a teacher. I think it was all oh, this teacher's great. And there's so-and-so. It's like, yeah, they've just been studying longer than me. Let's just study as long as they did. You know, they're mm -hmm. teaching. They're not acting anymore. They're teaching. Why are they teaching? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not into like worshiping the teacher. I want to, I want to know that. I want to build the art form itself. Yeah. If the teaching can bring that light bulb, and then it's, it's just the way they spoke. It's not really them. You know, it's like, it's like, you can't really believe your own hype either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I learned that too, like with my family and my cousins and stuff. They say, like, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just waiting, waiting or working towards my next gig, right? And then to them, they say, no, you, you didn't pay the full, that's huge, blah, 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 right? And I'm like, well, I'm just trying to pay my rent and get my next gig and everything. Yeah. But then, then, then I have to, and I started, but then I found myself, I, I, I couldn't do that because it ruins the, like the, almost like a fantasy for them. If I downplay, it's kind of almost, in, it's almost sort of assaulting. Kind of like when the guy asked for the autograph, like, you, you, you got to play along with it to a certain, a certain point. Yeah. And not rain under parade, right? It's, it's the allure. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, it's the allure, like, man, he's, you know, what's it like in Hollywood? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they want to they yeah. know because it's just not something they're around. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So you kind of have to have to just enjoy it with it, even though you're thinking of something else about, you know, about your next gig and stuff or. Uh, I don't know. They're not, I they're not thinking about the process, right? Like, <laughs> no, they see the end result. You're right. They see the end result. Exactly. You know what I mean? So they don't, they don't understand the, the process and like, you know, and, or even just how there's regular life stress that's attached to it. Like, man, like, like you said, man, I got to get this gig. And this, and then getting the gig and then pulling it off and, and you know what I'm saying? And then, and then hoping it, 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 it gets seen. And you know what I mean? Like there's, there's levels to it, but you know, as consumers, Especially in a day and age where there's so much content, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just content being pumped. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure it's more saturated than ever with the with the younger actors trying to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, saturated too. Also, there's a lot. There's a lot of opportunity too. You got like Hulu, you got all these channels. Yeah. All these yeah. networks and stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, think I think I think it's good for actors right now. I think now they're auditioning like you're auditioning on an iPhone. He's sending an audition tape. Mm -hmm. They're not selling yeah. tapes anymore. But that's it's what I'm like saying. Online. It's, it's. But, but that's what I mean. Like it's, it, it's benef it's beneficial for for the young actors. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> in that oh, yeah, sense, yeah. right? In that sense, because Absolutely. like because it is saturated on the on the flip side. So much, so much content. So many networks. So many independent joints. You know what I'm saying? Like. Cause I'm sure you got a, a, sure. a few, I, I'm sure you have a few bullshit stories about you having to travel across town for an audition or something that there's gotta be. And now no one even has to deal with any of that. Right. Yeah, they don't, they don't. <laughs> and then you can actually, uh, man, I had a friend of mine, he was like working production auditioning just on his break his iPhone and, it's, and then you just send it in, right? Nice. <laughs> you never do that before. You have to go into casting and you'll sign your name in and you wait there with a bunch of other actors in the holding room all quiet. 
I guess any way these networks can save, or these 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 companies and networks whatnot, any way they can save money, they're they're gonna go for it. And it's also, and that's that's a form of it, right? Because now you don't gotta hire. I mean, you don't gotta have a a, like a a building or facility for that per se. You know what I mean? Like that's true. Yeah. Did most of that change during COVID, or was this already like a change that was happening years before it? No, it changed just because of that. It changed because of the pandemic. I'm like, yeah crazy mm. yeah that's why yes yeah. for me getting back in business great right because all that stuff yeah. that you that you played right all that used to be a vhs yeah <laughs> right yeah and that, was, that, that was how you, and were you mailing it around or is this something that you were yeah passing out, but yeah all mail yeah right? i had big tapes and stuff yeah i did all that but so what i did kind of fairly recently maybe Two to three years ago, I took all my footage, put it on a thumb drive. I had to pay this production facility to do it. I give them all. I'm living in LA. And all my stuff is in Toronto, right? So I said, Lauren. I said, Lauren. He's got, he's got my friend's got all my stuff. I said, Can you take all my stuff to this production house or whatever it is that transfers all the stuff that's on tape onto digital? Yeah. So I did that. And I, uh, I don't cost me over a thousand bucks and all that. It was expensive. And I got a lot of footage. I'm getting him, and then all the movies and stuff that was on VHS. I said, "Yeah, it's transferring over, so I have them digitally." Yeah, and as well, it was worth the money. I got work from it, from putting my demo reel, redoing stuff. Then I had to hire my rehire my demo reel guy to edit my new. Well, it wasn't new footage, but it was new footage for my demo reel. Yeah. So I had to get him to do re-edit. That cost like another six, seven dollars on top of that. But you know, it's it's an investment. Yeah, you know, so I had to transfer all that over. And everything needs to be digital. And I mean, now it's, I mean, once you get it there, it's there forever, right? And then it's just kind of moving it around, maybe re editing yeah. the reels. Yeah, now it's so easy. Like you just get email, like I said to you. I mean, it's so accessible now, right? Yeah. So a producer or director, or whatever, sees you, wants to see your stuff. It's so easy. Yeah. So easy. It's funny because I used to work for an online magazine, right? And uh, uh-oh, Nelson went into the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It was funny, too, because there was a couple of times, like, oh, it's going to take him. It's going to take It finally got him right there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, and if not, either way, we're good. Yeah. That, no, that was, that, that was pretty awesome, getting to hear some of these behind-the-scenes stories. Yeah. Cause it, and, and I love how he, I mean, <laughs> G Holy said what happened. Nelson went into the matrix. I think his, uh, he was, he hooked up his phone, his phone charger, but maybe that was it. His phone probably died. Yeah. So we'll see if we get him back, but hopefully we'll get him back on yeah. another time in the future. Yeah. Cause also, man, we want, I definitely wanted to, I was fine, trying to find a way to segue, but the stories were cool, man. But I wanted to segue into, yeah, here you know, go. there he is. Go. Yeah. Okay. Remember I said I had a battery issue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I guess it to go. I thought it was charging. The battery is on there, but it's not strong enough, I guess. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm plugged in now, but I'm over here in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's, well, I'll just have to hold it like this or something. So we wanted to we wanted to make sure you let us know a little bit about it. And I know you guys you got the business where you're making the pastries and and, uh, and you're just you're just making these different like what do I call them like snack size joints like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just tell, yeah, tell, tell um, about that. Yeah, I was doing the, the vegan stint for a bit. 
I was eating, I just stopped eating meat and dairy. So I don't really think I, my health wasn't doing that great. Nothing major, but I thought, eh, I'm not feeling that well. I work out a lot. So I'm really in tune with my body. So I said, maybe I don't have to eat this, maybe this meat is making me feel like not that good or whatever. So I looked at like, you know, just healing stuff. And we went online and stuff and people say, oh yeah, the green juice and plants and all this stuff is healthier than eating meat and stuff. So I kind of fell for it. So I did that for a while. Then it, I was so into it, I got into making products and making this raw ice cream for a bit. And I sold that in some major stores here in LA. And then I nice. ended up doing these falafel burgers. Those took off. I had employees and everything. And then and then that and then I got a deal. I sold I trademarked the company and I sold my trademark and this guy bought it and wanted me to my food at this new juice bar that he that he bought and into and wanted me to oversee that. I did a contract for like a year or something and then that fell through, but I finished my stint on that, sold my trademark and stuff. And then I ended up making some new stuff. I said, yeah, if I get back in the game, I can't be doing this fresh food. So I'm going to try doing some dehydrated goods. Like the stuff that I sent you guys, it's going to last like a month in the shelf. Yeah. Nice. So, so that's in these stores now. And like I said, it's a vegan product. Always will be. And yeah, because I'm like acting. We'll see what I do with it in the future. I want to try some of these, some of these oh, yeah. cookie dough yeah, truffles that you that you sent. Oh, let me go grab this. They're right here in the freezer. Yeah, and you know what? You got yours, Alex, too, right? Yep, I'm gonna do the same thing. Let me go grab those out of the freezer real quick. Here we go. You know yeah, so tell tell us the name of these products and where they where they can find them, even if it, if it's locally. Just to let, let the people know. Yeah, they're, they're found in the Los Angeles area at Lassen's Market. There's three of them. There's actually 10 of them, but there's three of them in LA. The rest spread out throughout California. Oh, you got those truffles. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in the freezer. On top so. package. Yeah. And there's a place yeah. called Follow Your Heart. You can get them. That's in the valley. And there's a juice bar up on Sunset Boulevard. There's super juice. Cane juice. Oh, that's hard. Spot, yeah. And then there's Oh Young Co-Opportunity in Santa Monica. They sell my product too. I have a lot of things. Smack right here. So I like it, boys. I think smack. It's good. And G Holy yeah, says, as long as it's vegan. <laughs> who, who, who said that? G Holy. Oh, G Holy. Okay. He says, as long as it's vegan. Oh, G Holy. Yeah, yeah. He's my boy off of Instagram. He's yeah. a rapper too. The guy's a good rapper. I heard Bogart here. Right. You're a rapper too. I like Bogart. My brother was talking about it. I like the term artist. You know what I mean? But yeah, I make rap music. You know what I mean? Artist? Okay, but, yeah. But yeah, because you know what I'm saying? Something you said earlier that resonated with me where like when you said when you, when you got with your boy and you're just doing the reps. And you were like, man, we're gonna do what we want to do and do what we like, have fun with it. You know what I mean? That's just basically how I've been approaching music in the past couple of years. You know what I mean? Because for a while, like, I was making music I, I like, I liked, but I was also trying to cater to like, you know what I mean? Whatever was going on at the time, so I could like, you know what I mean? So I could perhaps, you know, get out there in, in the mainstream. Like, you know, and I was like, man, I'm just gonna do what I like to do now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing my whole life. It's been dancing to beat of my own drum anyway. You know what I mean? Pun intended. 
Yeah, I'm sure you do. I can tell. Are you you munching on the truffle too? You eating the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you got the truffles, Alex. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that was good. Oh, that's fire. My girl said don't eat it all. She might try one. <laughs> <laughs> I know at first you thought that she snatched it, huh? I was mad. I was looking at the freezer like, man, what'd you do? <laughs> man, like, I've, had, I've, I've heard stories with couples fighting over my food. I was like, what? <laughs> so some serious cool. fights. People hiding, hiding food like behind in the fridge, in the back of the fridge and stuff. <laughs> that's yeah. like the coconut, like the coconut flakes in there too or something. Yeah. Yeah, the shred of coconut. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What if these celebrities buy my stuff? I was making food for, let's see, Eric Benet and Keith David. I was making food for him for a bit, that actor. Hey, Eric Uh, Eric Benet is crazy because I don't know if this is true, right? Hold on. This is like rumor shit, right? Back in the days, like before the internet and whatnot. Like, well, not before the internet, but like just back in the days, right? So I heard Eric Benet, he got caught having a threesome, and I'm saying, and Halle Berry was like, you know, so she left him or whatnot. But then he tried to tell her like he was a diagnosed nymphomaniac. So this was just, you know, well, that was public. Yeah, that, that was publicized. I remember that, that was publicized, right? So that was true. That was publicized. I don't know if it's true, that, but it was publicized as that. I don't. I didn't believe it because they they no, like to was, make the guys look like, bad. That's the coolest, like, excuse. Like, listen, listen, a therapist told me I'm a nymphomaniac, baby. I can't, I can't. <laughs> and I'm Eric Renee. I got the singing. And then, and then it just one thing led to another. Now I'm having threesome. Baby, you want to join like that? I, I never heard about the threesome. But but I think on Oprah, it was talked about on Oprah, about the the, the sex addict part. Yeah, that was on, I think that was on Oprah. That's the real it was thing. like, it was on news. It was, it was mainstream, on mainstream news. But people knew, I mean, I knew Eric Benet before from his music stuff, but a lot of people that didn't know his music knew him because he was married to Halle Berry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, uh, in the early 2000s. Eric Benet is so dope. He's a cool dude. Nice guy. I've never really had any problems with any celebrities, though. I can think of. That's good. Yeah. Oh, maybe a couple. Not, they're, not all, you know, they're not all nice, but. Yeah, you can't be. You can't be nice all the time, right? So I've I've met like several. Like I told you, at one point I worked for a magazine, and I met hella artists. And like I always had weed, so like most of the time, like when I got to meet the artist before like the interview or whatever, I'd be like, "Hey, you want to smoke?" You know what I mean? And like, cause you know, back then a lot of times these artists wouldn't smoke on camera. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't ask them first. And if and if I already knew the artist smoked on camera, I seen prior interviews, I would just bust it out. You know what I mean? But like, so like the vibe was always cool. But then I, I, I've met some artists, like when I met Diddy, we, we were, it was my boy doing the interview and we're being viewed as media. So he was a total dick. You know what I mean? And I, I'd imagine maybe he is cool. But like the first time I met him, I was like, dang, he was a dick to us. You know what I mean? Because we're media. It's like a media day. He's doing like back-to-back interviews, like these little fifteen-minute, like fucking uh, impersonal interviews. You know what I mean? And we were next, and we were like probably like the fifth or sixth that you know what I mean that that already you know, that already had went. So it was like he was just like not even looking our way. He's like getting makeup done, sitting in a chair. You know what I mean? Like, but I would imagine, you know what I mean? Because it's the view. He was, you know, we're we're media. You know what I mean? And versus like if I would have met him in a different aspect, oh, yeah, right? sure. yeah, you know what I mean? Like a you know, just mostly 
especially for you, you're an actor, so you know like how it could be when you meet someone that's you know established and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like to not just be like riding their John. You know what I mean? Like they're regular people too at the end of the day in that sense. Yeah, right? yeah. You got you got to be very careful with that. You know. I like how you said you want to destroy the allure though. Was that for, for the for for people for like when you when you said like your friends and family would be like oh man what's it like and you and you'd be like you know you don't want to tell them it's just like a regular job to you you know what I mean you don't want yeah, to like can't, yeah you can't like, do that it's, it spoils the party <laughs> for real though right but it, it is cool though it is cool it is like not your average thing to do that's true yeah, especially it may not be as glitzy as they think yeah especially for I mean everyone. I guess California is just so much different. Maybe California and New York just seem so much different, maybe just faster paced. So for people who aren't around that area, yeah, it's like Hollywood. It's like the glitz and glamour. And then you go to some areas around Hollywood and you're like, man, this doesn't, not as glitzy and glamoury as like everybody really says, but still it's Tinseltown. It's more sketchy. <laughs> I think everybody's in shape here, right? Everybody's in yeah. shape, but no, far from the truth. Yeah. I mean, because everything you see, it's only the prettiest women in the movies and the TV shows is all the background extras and all that. So as I'm assuming that's what everyone is. Like when we used to be running out there, around in Hollywood, because, you know, they had like the Capitol out there and the little Universal. So like we'd be out there like, I'm saying it's funny because like any any waitress or waiter or, you know what I mean, in any of those restaurants or Starbucks or, or coffee shops, wherever in that area, everybody is some type of aspiring something actor musician yeah. actress you know what i mean yeah i get because you got to be in, you got to be around there you know what i mean you, you, yeah. you can't, not everybody's matthew mcconaughey where he just he was just like i think this story goes he was just like he worked at a restaurant he was serving somebody that just happened to be like an agent you know what i mean like flying i mean just flying through and just eating at a restaurant and just thought he might be great in this role you know what i mean Sometimes I wonder about those stories, though. That, I don't know. Sounds too You know what I mean? You know, you know, we heard all heard that Brad Pitt was in a chicken suit outside of Pollo Loco or one of those places. <laughs> oh, God, it's like, you know, maybe he was, but there's other. Yeah, I think they're embellished for the most part, but, you know. <laughs> I want them to be true, don't. <laughs> I think he did do the chicken suit, because I've Tell heard that from different sources. <laughs> I didn't hear from different sources, so the chicken he suit could be true suit. about him. I never heard that one. That's awesome. <laughs> Look at him now. Has a Minnesota Marty. It's out there. He said, peace out, y'all. See you tomorrow. Nice interview, Nelson. Hope to see you back on the channel sometime. Appreciate you, Minnesota Marty. I love to come back, Marty. Thanks for the questions, man. They're good. Yeah, G. Holy said nobody is nobody in L.A. Yeah, everyone's a somebody, at least in their own mind, I'm sure. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, G. Holy. Especially when, especially G. Holy. You have social media, like, you know, like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, everyone has their own, it's like their own little mini reality shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I turned G. Holy yeah. onto your channel, though. Told him to come on by, and he did. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was here, I think, pretty much the whole time. So, yeah, we appreciate yes, you man. coming on, Nelson, sharing all your stories, sharing your time. Absolutely, man. I'll do what? it again if we, I don't ever topics you want. You know, you bring man, we got to bring back. you on some of these movie reviews we do, and we be doing like classic movies, we doing like, you know, what I mean, we do all kind of 
just stuff that we stuff that's nostalgic to us. We love to bring you on one of these days because even sometimes well, it'll be a movie that I've never seen, so I got to go watch it, or someone I haven't seen in a minute, and I got to rewatch it, and and then it's, it's oh, that'd be cool. cool. That'd be, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I'd do that. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes like like I've studied acting enough where it's like okay, I can tell in a scene where where it's not scripted. For see, that would be tight. Yeah, like, you know, I said, you said I, I can tell the writer did not write that. I can tell the actor did it on their own. There's certain things that sometimes you pick out as an actor that otherwise you wouldn't notice as a as a as a viewer. You know, mm-hmm. just yeah. like little, little things like that. Yeah, because like I always wanted, like like my 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 lady, she's a nurse, and like when she's when we're watching stuff that's like med- like you know, watching where it's like a scene with like doctors or whatever or like nurses, like she always nitpicks when they're doing shit incorrectly. You know what I mean? Oh right, yeah, like, yeah. Like you're like, oh my god, look at the way they're doing the incision, or look look at the way they're doing the IV. That's totally incorrect. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you want you know what is it called? You want things to be authentic, right? You want to feel like you're engulfed in this movie and this is the reality, and you know what I mean? And oh, sometimes for sure, yeah, me, and that's what they do: continuity and all that stuff. Yeah, and like for me, if the acting is shitty, I can, or at least shitty to me because everything's subjective. You know what I mean? I, I can't watch certain things. I'm like, ah, this is, but sometimes, and, and, and a lot of times actually, it's so bad that it's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't, I can't. Yeah. Have you watching those, those, those C movies or those D movies? <laughs> hey, those are so good. <laughs> Cause they're so bad. You know what I mean? That they're so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah I like those. It's, it's, it's those like, I used to watch, uh, was it Degrassi or something like old Degrassi? You go, man, it's so bad. But then you find yourself, you watch the whole <laughs> That's the one that Drake was on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I watched yeah. the one before that. I never watched the one that Drake, I seen the oh, one Drake one, but I'm the one before That's him. Right. Cause Drake was like the new class or whatever. Like the, the right. it was like the reboot. And the guys, the ones before was my age group. And I used to audition with those guys later on. That's right, because that's a I remember auditioning with those, with those guys, and I remember watching them on TV. Nice. Yeah, Degrassi was like yeah. the Canada's like nine hundred two and zero type of shit. Exactly, it was. Yeah. Except <laughs> yeah. it seemed more raw, it seemed more real. I mean, it was, it was like that was the that was the closest look at Canada I ever got being being a being an American. <laughs> yeah, did you watch the show? I just remember the 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 the, the, the Drake, Drake one. Right? Because like I went down the rabbit hole because when Drake started getting popular, I was like, "Hey, I'm I seen that kid on the show." You know what I mean? Because they used to syndicate that show on like one of these, uh, like the UPN or WB, one of them, one of the motherfuckers back in the day. That's where I saw it. I saw it here like a few years ago, not that long ago. It was on. Yeah, it was. I was watching like it syndicated like, like back in like 2010 or, or 11. And yeah, I think so I saw it around 2015 or so. Yeah, 2014 yeah. or something like that. It was so bad. It was good, and and you know what's crazy? That's why it doesn't. I hate I I hate Drake's music because it's just not the type my type of music. I mean, I use the word hate, but it's just because, like I said, everything's subjective. So that's that's how I view his music, right? But like I can tell why he's killing the game now because like he 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 was a decent actor, and like I mean, if you could always play a role and play it solid, you know what I mean, and and you're really good at doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like it like. I'm saying, especially with music, because he can constantly change his sound and yeah, or you know, read between the lines as in like, he can just mimic people's sounds that are popular and he just, so he'll never go away. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's where it comes in handy. 
then yeah, yeah. The, the weekend those guys come out of toronto right the weekend yeah the yeah biggest guy i right love now. the weekend the weekend is dope bro yeah. <laughs> he's so dope like that's man yeah he's dope oh alex just remember remember i was gonna tell you that, that one story oh yeah the, let's the, hear the, it the, the supernatural stuff oh, oh yeah that's, what I, that's yeah. my thing i'm into that stuff okay yeah because yeah, ghost scary. hunters and all that stuff yeah yeah, so I remember this is like in 2001 or so. I my so my boy I mentioned before, Lauren, another close friend of mine, actor as well. He's done a lot of TV stuff. So Lauren, it was a Friday night. I went to see this concert. Stevie B of all people. Have you Stevie B? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah Stevie love, B. Come back <laughs> to me. Hey, I love Stevie B. Freestyle music's my shit. I was like, yeah, he's got some good that- stuff out of Miami, right? Yeah, because that, that my, my older sister is like nine years older than me. So like, you know what I mean? Like that that was that was the shit they were on, you know what I mean? In the early, early nineties and the late eighties, you know what I mean? The freestyle music and oh so and, uh, she's about my about my age then. I'm about your sister's age then. Yeah, it's like bro yeah. was it like Debbie Debbie Deb and, and Lil, Lil Su what's her name? Susie down there's all kind of man, Stevie B, like that whole that whole genre. Yeah, in bro. my eyes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I see this concert was a Friday night. One more yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Stevie good, had some joints, man. He did. A lot of love ballads, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Also, oh, so I'm driving back. I, I call Lauren. I go, Lauren, what are you doing? She said, I was just chilling at the crib. Said, oh, I'm, going, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just leaving this, this concert, but I'm, you know, I'll see you on the way home. He's kind of on the way, but he was in the north end of Toronto. I was in uptown, so I just take a right. Just kind of chill out. So it was, it was around midnight, 1230 or something. Concert kind of ended early. And he lived in this house with three other dudes. And then, so you guys would have loved this house. I go in, it's all billowy with smoke. Nice. <laughs> so, so we get in there, he's watching TV. And then his, one of his roommates on the couch is bait. He can barely like say hi. He's just like, hey. And then, so we're talking and the TV's on. So I'm sitting in the middle, right? And then to my right, Lauren's to my right, and then his roommate's on my left. And Lauren, and past Lauren is where I came in, the kitchen and the hallway and the bedrooms and stuff, right? So the TV's on, but now I'm not really watching it, but I'm talking to Lauren and stuff. He talked to his roommate a little bit, but mainly it was just talking to Lauren, looking at the, at the TV, going back and forth. Then out of the corner of my eye, I see someone walking into his bathroom, Ooh. going from right, right to left. So I go, hey, Lauren, are we almost here? Like, where's your other two roommates? Oh, they're downtown clubbing. I go, really? She says, yeah. I, go, I swear, I saw someone walking to the bathroom. She says, you did not. I go, I did. <laughs> I was all serious. Yeah, go, I did, I seriously. Someone walked in the bathroom. So he gets up. He's a, he's a, he's a multi-degree black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> uh, taekwondo. Taekwondo. Right? And then... He was not Mr. Tough Guy, but he's not really scared of stuff. He's he's half white, half Japanese. He's very more on the Japanese side. So he's very superstitious about stuff like that. Mm. And then, so we creep into the bathroom. I, I didn't think we were going to find anything. And oh yeah, I mean, with Todd, I shot a film. Something happened on the film set. So I was like, kind of, you know, I've seen some things before. So I was like, okay, something's going down. So we, we come back out of the bathroom. We sit down. He says, so uh, what'd you see? I saw, just like this ago, I saw a tall skinny man with a cowboy hat, a blue shirt, and a brown vest. And I didn't say this part, but I could see, I saw through the guy. I could see through him, right? 
like it was like an apparition, it was like a solid body. And then he goes, oh. And then he looks at the TV like it's nothing. I thought, okay, no big deal. Maybe I didn't see anything, right? I'm not gonna harp on it. He's gonna think I'm crazy, right? And then we get talking like nothing happened, you know, like nothing even like nothing ever happened, right? So, and that was that. And I leave, you know, you know, we we hung out and stuff, talk about about some other stuff. I go home, and then two weeks goes by, but we're talking within the two weeks here and there about stuff, right? And about so two weeks later, he says. He calls me up, I remember. He goes, hey, Nelson, remember when you were over the other night? I go, yeah. You said you saw something? I go, yeah. Because yeah, that freaked me out. I go, really? You didn't look freaked out. You didn't. You just stared right at the, at the TV as if I didn't say anything. I said, yeah, because I was freaked out. <laughs> He's all whispering. <laughs> some whispering and stuff. I was freaked out. She said, I got to tell you this. I got, he says, oh, I never told anyone this, but uh, I'm sleeping with the light on for the last month. I go, yeah? Why? <laughs> he says, I wake up to this guy in my room and he comes towards me at the foot of my bed. He comes towards me. I blink my eyes like he's still there. He's looking at me. He comes in and comes in with his hands towards my throat. And he disappears as he gets to me. Oh. It's happened. He said it's happened twice. And the thing is, and when what you saw is that guy. <laughs> it freaked yeah. yeah. The guy, the, he lasts another you three weeks. Him the confirmation. <laughs> so, so, yeah. he had, so he he had already seen the dude. Yeah. Thinking that he's dreaming, probably. But then, and so you come to hang out, unbeknownst to you, because he just wants real company, because he's scared. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you see, dude, walk across, and you're like, "Yo, is that your roommate?" <laughs> <laughs> And, and you describe it to him, and he's just terrified right then and there. Yeah. He made it real. Yeah. Wasn't a joke I get goosebumps even telling every time I oh, tell that man. story. But I get to the part. See, I would have started doing the research already. Like, okay, there's got to be some kind of like cowboy strangler that was like, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> cowboy strangler or something like. I don't know what was going on in the house, but the guy was angry. He did not want him there. He said, yeah, so he moved out three weeks, about three weeks later, he moved out, went back to his mother's, you know, buying a house later, but, but he said, I'm out of here. This is crazy. He, he said, if I see with the light on, I won't see him. But like, you know, only when the lights, when the lights are out, he kind of glows. Crazy. <laughs> and then he, he sees it. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, man. Hey, it's funny because like, these are the thing. I, I think these are, well, see, I'm Filipino. So like, we, we grew up with all kind of shit like this. You know what I mean? Like all oh, I've heard of stories in the Philippines. Right, Sicilia was, was Filipino. Yeah, you know, man, like this, these like the, the ridiculous type of shit. Like all the way down to like, like don't vacuum at night or sweep at night. You know, was, well, mm. obviously sweep at night. But you know, oh, really? Time, like, yeah, because it's like you're gonna stir up the you're gonna stir up the bad spirits. You know what I mean? Oh man. Yeah, so it's like I sweep every you know, night. <laughs> no, see, but see, but here's my thing though: is I say that same thing to my girl, right? But I always say, well, you know what? It's it's it's, it's if, if you believe in it, you know what I mean? If you believe in something, you're going to put something to it. You're going to put energy behind it. You know what I mean? Otherwise, there'd be some maids and some fucking... I mean, I, I mean that would be scary, right? Imagine how late night maids and motherfuckers mopping at night in hotels and shit like that. Like, oh, they must have got some no. stories there. If yeah, there's a clean... But see, these are really cool I saw that G-Holy. He's got stories, too. Yeah. 
You know what's funny is I started just earlier when you when you were talking about aberrations, right? I don't know, I don't remember why, but I looked up that word the other day because I just I think uh -huh. I just I don't remember what it meant, and it's it's it's, it's a vision or something that's unexplainable, but more, but mostly unwelcomed. You know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you so like, you know, when you described it with aberration, I'm like, oh, oh, that was a bad cowboy. You know what I mean? Before you told him about they're coming up to strangle him. See, that's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, that's nuts. That's the yeah. part that gets everybody, because you envision that happening to you. Yeah. And, and that's so always good. Everyone always reacts to that part. <laughs> like, like we're gonna buy a house, right? And like, you know, for a while we we're looking at like, you know, like pre-owned, I mean, not, not pre-owned, but like, you know, like resale shits. And then like, you know, we settled on, okay, we're gonna get a brand new joint. Because it was like, okay, I don't want anyone that has lived in this shit before and did like some, did, did something to the house. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, I have this cousin. I remember he lived in the hood. And when he, you know, we used to always stay at the house. And then he told, you know, weird shit would happen at this house all the time, right? You know what I'm saying? And then like, then they started telling me the stories about the house before. Like, yeah, when we first moved here, there was like a back shed. And we went back there and it was hell like gimp shit. Like, you know, like S&M like shit, you know, like whips and chains and shit. Oh, and then like the rooms were painted black. You know what I mean? So like, you know, this is stuff they had to take care of when they first moved into the house. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, then my older cousins that lived there, they started like tacking stories on, you know? Like, yeah, bro, you know, they used to be like, it's fucking killer here and he used to be staying on this. and you know what i mean like and then like and then, then you know it would be, be the little details of the stuff that was true like my aunt would like vouch for it yeah when we first moved here all the rooms were painted black and then you know and then he'd be like i told you you know what i mean but all the other stuff he embellished on we'd be like fuck like you'd be terrified to stay there you know what i mean oh, would, you can't sleep at night they, they would fuck with they would get they would gas us up you know what i mean like we'd be sleeping they'd be outside the window tapping in and shit you know doing all kinds of shit because we didn't heard all these these stories, whether, you know what I mean? But then it was like, because of that, every little thing was. See, I was just telling Hustler this the other day that I'm always looking for the logic. Like I was sitting here doing a pod the other day and then I have this sheet that goes over my TV. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a big, nice TV and then, you know what I'm saying? It's in my it's in my studio. I want it to get dusty. So when I don't use it, put the cover on it. You know what I mean? Sensible human being, right? Because And my TV's not on the wall, so. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if it was on the wall, then I probably wouldn't have a sheet on it all the time. But anyways, the sheet wasn't on it. And the sheet's very light. And then, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the studio, which is the, the garage. And it's a tandem garage, so it's fairly long. And, and, the, and the garage wasn't open, so there's not a, any reason for a draft or anything. And then just the sheet just moves. Just, and it moves once. And I look, I'm like, what the fuck? Because I'm sitting here getting high. And I'm doing my waivers, you know what I'm saying? Like this was actually last Tuesday. Well, I said the sheet moved. Yeah, so like, the, but see, but here's the thing though: it's so light, and I'm so high, and I'm trying to find a logic. I'm like, I did walk by it, but why would it move like 30 seconds later? You know what I mean? And then when I looked at it, then it's when I'm now I'm looking at it, and it just slides off the little chair it was on, and I was like, oh, and I was just like, okay. You know, and I'm looking around. Then I immediately go to mice because we've had mice problem here. I'm like, it's got to be a mouse then. Anything but right, a ghost. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I'm like, it's got to be a fucking mouse. You know what I mean? But I've lived in this place for like six years. Nothing like that's never happened. And I hope I didn't just jinx it now. Because you know what I'm saying? It's just like. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. Knock on wood. Well, got knock on wood right now. See, going back to like, going back to what I was saying about when we're buying a house, that's why I wanted to buy something brand new. Because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I'm OCD, right? I'm like, 
Yeah, like you, we better not be buried. I, I ain't trying to be build a house over no 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 old burial grounds or none of that shit. This better, you know what I'm saying? There better be some dinosaur <laughs> bones in that motherfucker, if anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I remember did, I, I, too many I, movies and have had too many experiences. Poltergeist and stuff. That's that's what the things are moving around like that. Telekinesis. Yeah, we mentioned Edmonton. I lived there. We lived in this. Me, me and like two or three other guys live in this old house, right? Mm-hmm. But there's always someone lit, sleeping there. You sleep over. You know, there's four of us. So there's always like someone there. But I remember everyone moved out. I was the last guy to to leave. I had one night there on my own. I was like, man, I've never like slept in this place. It was creaky. One of those old houses. Houses we have the the hot water heaters against the uh-huh. uh, the, the, yeah. the, like, the window. Those old iron heaters. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember it was like, I was upstairs, it was all creaky. I was like, man, I, I don't know. We, we, you know. we thought it was haunted. It was so old. And so I had this one night by myself. The last night, I said, like, man, I don't think I'm make it through the night. This is scary. <laughs> but then I fell asleep. I woke up. It was fine. Then I took a photo of the, of the house from my mom to show her. And then I see it looked like there's something in the window, but it was just the shadow of the leaves. Of the, there's a tree in the front work, in the front lawn. And then the, the way it looked like there was a face in the window, I was like, oh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Crazy. Yeah, I was like, man, that was there. But I think it was just the reflection of the of the shadows from the tree, of the leaves. So. Well, you always, you always, if, if I could find logic, I'll be good. I, I, you know what I'm saying? But like also, yeah, I've done I've done DMT like several times. And like, you know what I'm saying? I've seen things and traveling places. You know what I mean? To, you know, this shit's real. Like, brother, you know what I'm saying? That shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That shit is for real. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's just this all the senses and what's the word? Other other dimensional faculties that we don't Mm. see on this prism or spectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's more. You have to have a different lens. Yeah, Yeah. the realm of reality is, is I think there's more going on around us that we can't really pick up. And I think I think it's very real because if you if you think about a dolphin, right? A dolphin can surface and see people, humans, right? Yeah. But then it can go down, down deep into the water where those fishes can't see us. The dolphin can tell those fishes, hey, there's humans up above. They're like, yeah, whatever. Right? <laughs> so it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So just because we can't see it on a regular basis, it's we can look at these windows. Yeah, these windows of these dimensional windows. They weave into the, the fabric of our reality physically, right? right? Yeah. You know, there's definitely. one guy that used to talk about that was his lyrics. We look at the lyrics with you know, Rush. Remember Rush? Yeah. yeah the, the band Rush? Yeah. Well, the guy, yeah. the drummer, he he wrote most of the lyrics. Oh, word. Neil Pert. Dang. And if you get, you get there's one song, Mystic Rhythms. If you read the lyrics of that, he talks about stuff like this. I mean, it's glimpses uh, of what's beyond and stuff like that. So that's one of the lyrics in there. You know, sometimes we, Get a glimpse of what's beyond just a moment, and then it's gone. It's like what happened, right? Yeah, hell but, yeah. But he used to write all that stuff. DMT will do it for you, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Five meo DMT. That's gotta be that. Well, okay. I'll tell you one story though. We were shooting. Todd was just here. My friend, he I co-produced a film with him. He was here a couple of weeks ago. Went to the Rams game. Okay. And yeah. we we're talking about I I rent we. We rented out at this restaurant behind my place when I lived in Toronto. This is in 2000 before I moved to LA. And we had to, you know, rent it overnight, shoot the film. Uh, you still there, Alex? Yep, yep. Okay, I'm here. So, okay. You shoot the film, 
So he, he's shooting the film with the actors over on the far side with the pool table and stuff, right? It's a restaurant pool table, and a, like a restaurant bar. Then there's a bar like in the middle. Then over on the far side, uh, there's, a, there's a makeup artist and another actress hanging out, and I was kind of sitting over there too. Then past there, there's a kitchen. There's a kitchen and a, another part of there's some dining area. So this is like 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And the manager, Ben, I remember, uh, he was just over, you know, he opened up the doors and he was overlooking the whole production of the film. And then we're just kind of hanging out. And Todd had a different recount when we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. You know how you have cutlery like in a jar, knives and forks and stuff? Sound, yeah. felt like sounded like someone picked it up and rattled it for about a second, maybe two seconds, and put it down. We all looked over to the kitchen where there's no one over there, right? And we looked over, like, no, nothing. And Todd was like, hey, it's quiet down. Hey, we're not making noise. <laughs> but I, I don't remember that part, but Todd remembers that. You guys are making noise. We can't. We can hear it on the, on the, on the monitors, on the, on the, ear, on the, ear, on the, 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 the headphones. Whoa. And he goes, and then we thought nothing of it. And then a few seconds goes by. We hear the same rattle, but longer. And then we're like, whoa, there's like something over there. <laughs> so me and Ben go over there, just like it was in Lauren's place. We're creeping into the kitchen there, right? You know, you've got the plates on wheels and stuff on the shelf. Yeah. They're on wheels. So I'm behind him. He goes in. I'm, I'm behind him. We're looking around. He goes, quick, go, 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 go. I was like, what, what, what? And I ran, we ran out of there. Like, what happened? He said, I heard it, but I didn't see it. He said, the plates, I saw the plates. They were sideways. Let's see, I'll go this way. They're sideways, like this. Then he saw the plates go like this, back. Damn. Back straight. So the plates were on the edge kind of and the move they slid back. I heard them, but I didn't see them. And he said, Yeah, the plates, and he's freaking out. <laughs> so it wasn't me, so I was it wasn't me seeing things, man. So I and, picking, and picking up the audio like through there, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it was like we're on yeah. ghost hunters or something. It's real, it's real when there's multiple people that see it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Because right? oh, so otherwise, like, crazy. I couldn't determine. Like, if I'm by myself, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, okay, look at this. So, like, growing up, it's so crazy because I just realized this right now. Like, we used to always go just for fun. You go to the Winchester, the Winchester. Oh, I know the Winchester. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 San that's Jose, it. I think. Yeah, that it, it, well, it's like the West Side ish you know what i mean because I'm, I'm from the east side of san jose you know what i mean oh, so okay. it's like you know, we would go there and then they, you know they had like a little arcade attached to it you know because it was a, an attraction you know what i mean people would go there you take the tour but like when like this this one year we went and we did the flashlight tour i, I think i was I man i had to have been in high school still maybe it was a year out of high school either way that shit was scarier than a motherfucker oh it was like, i see it on tv because well, I've been there a million times as a kid, you know what I'm saying? I've been there with my family, oh. on field trips. Like you would go on field trips to this shit, and you just get you get a tour, and there'd be other schools there. It'd be like packed, you know what I mean? And that's why it wasn't that scary because when you're there during the day, it's hella packed, you know what I mean? There's just and you're and and they're telling you all this, you know, they're it's a tour, so that, you know they're telling you the info, like yeah, this is the room that she's that she 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 slept in, or this is the room that she died in. And, you know, she had all these different trap little compartments that went to and doors that went to nowhere. To nowhere, she was yeah, like, I know. saw that. Yeah, and then then it was what's funny is that they made a movie about it not too long ago, maybe like five, six years ago at this point. And oh, I really? never seen I didn't know that. Yeah, I never I've never seen the movie, but you know it was all super CGI and you know what I mean? 
and then they obviously did like the the the, the ghost demon approach because because you know Winchester, you know that was a motherfucker that manufactured guns, and and so that dude he was, you know he thought he was haunted by all the you know. It was probably he probably had a moral dilemma, you know what I mean? But it drove him crazy. That he, you know, he he claimed to be haunted by all the souls of men that died from his guns. You know what I mean? Oh, so like, it, I heard there's something behind it, but I didn't know specifically what it was. Yeah, so like that, it drove him like mad. I, I can't. I'm, I'm probably butchering the story, but then and then she, you know, the widow takes she carried over. On. Yeah, right. yeah, and then she's just and she's mad haunted. You know what I mean? But then there was also like stories from like maids that that worked there and said that like, like you know they would see the husband's ghost all the time, <laughs> and like she would talk, she would be there talking to him, and you know what I mean. But she was clearly crazy, and like when you're walking through the mansion, there's like staircases that like spiral, and they're like they get smaller and smaller, like the the cabin and thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it'd be like because this is like you know she That's would have all these elaborate ways of getting to her the main quarters because she felt like she had to like you know turn all these different corners and lose the ghosts you know what i mean <laughs> oh that's why she did all those trap doors stuff, yeah right? like so there'd be like doors that went to nowhere like or doors that'd be straight up like boom you're looking outside you know what i mean like oh shit there's a door there's a, there's a door in the wall that you fall outside you know what i mean like that's a crazy way to live stuff we'll down that's and a crazy way to live. Loaded, so it's like you know there was maids that lived there, so it was like countless people that you know what I mean that had encounters and like stories and and because when the movie came out, they you know then then like they came out with like a documentary about the real shit, you know what I'm saying? And it was like whoa, like damn, we used to go there all the time, you know what I mean? Then, <laughs> like you know, they had a merch store that sold trolls. You remember trolls? Like yeah, they had a merch store that sold like trolls, trolls? and fucking. And you, they had an arcade there where, like, they had Street Fighter and shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what I movie I just saw? We were talking about C movies and stuff. I just saw Leprechaun in the Hood. That was oh, so funny. Shit. I just saw that a couple nights ago to answer David's question. Oh, <laughs> it's so bad. It's Leprechaun good. Of the... <laughs> exactly. It's totally so bad. It's good. Oh, oh it's, it's all done in LA too. Hell oh, yeah. that's hilarious. That's that's a good movie. I just saw the last couple of days. There we go. That was he one place that lying. Jason wouldn't go. He'd go to Mars in New York, but he wasn't going to the hood, though. Hell no. Oh, exactly. Right? Even Jason. <laughs> hey, they will shoot Jason up, bro. <laughs> like, well, they wouldn't be afraid of Jason. They'd be like, what are you doing with that silly goldie mask on? What's wrong with you, man? Hey, they would just shoot him up, bro. Of course, in that line, um, uh, the guy said there's something about his lucky charms. Yeah. Yeah. The leprechaun is you lucky chance. Get out of here. He's ripping out hearts and stuff. Ripping off of legs. <laughs> he was on there rhyming. Yeah. Oh he, man. He pulled oh, up on funny. the bike. He was on the Schwinn. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. On that what note. What a night, guys. What a night. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate you, Nelson, coming on. I'm glad that we got to mix in, uh, get the stories in at the end. I totally forgot yeah, about I'm that. All we, scared. Got so, we got so into everything else, I totally forgot about that part that we were supposed to bring up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. yeah. That's another podcast in itself. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. We, yeah. Supernatural, uh, 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 unexplainable podcast type shit. Yeah, we yeah, might have to get two I got here. more of them. I got all these all crazy time slip. Matrix glitches and stuff. 
Okay, but another time. Wanna, yeah, yeah, me time. We're talking my language, man. We want to hear more. We want to hear more. We definitely want to get you back on again because, yeah, this was fun. Yeah, maybe we need to get G Holy on here with us, too. He said he's got a bunch of stories also. Yeah. Oh, great to have him on. He's, that guy's dope. He's cool. And, uh, and, man, uh, he's got a podcast, too. Or at least he was doing something with that. Okay. So he's a, he's a, he, he's okay. your fellow man, Alex. Yeah, all right. We'll link yeah. up, G Holy. And Good before night, we get out of here, before we get out of here, Nelson, you want to tell everybody where to follow you at? Any any websites yeah. or anything they should go to? Just any anything we got to tell them about? Yeah, just uh, everything is on Instagram. Just Nelson Tynes underscore. But if you just put Nelson Tynes, it'll come up. Yeah. What right. I had, I had Nelson Tynes, and then somehow I lost the password. I couldn't get put Nelson Tynes. I had to go Nelson Tynes underscore on my own <laughs> on my own name. It happens, man. <laughs> yeah, right. That happened to me on Facebook like 10 years ago. I don't remember my Bogart Scott Free joint. So, and somebody then lifted it already and changed and remixed. Oh, they it. did? Yeah. <laughs> like my original yeah. Facebook from years ago. Like, yeah, somebody, somebody jacked that shit. Weird, crazy. Good night. Song, song, song you. Yeah. Appreciate you oh. hanging out with us. AJ. He's well. He's someone who follows our channel. He's he's always rocking with us, fantasy football stuff, and yeah, yeah. You got guys out that out of, you you have some guys out of the country, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. We oh, have yeah. some. That one guy yeah, was in Germany or something. Germany and and uh, uh, today Serbia, Panama, all kind of Canada, yeah, Panama, cool. Mexico. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so Nelson yeah. Times on, on Instagram, T T Y N E S, as you can see on the screen there. Yep, just like it that's is on the it. screen. There we go. That's 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 my that's my holy ground. There we <laughs> go. Right there. Go yeah, follow so, him. Tap I'm in. on Facebook, but I've logged in twice on Facebook. I'm not a Facebook guy, really. Yeah, I like Instagram. Me too. It's a lot better. But you get me up to speed, huh? Alex, you'll help me out. Yeah, we'll get going on all get that. Current. Here we go. All right, guys. Appreciate thanks you. a lot. Yeah, appreciate you, Nelson. Appreciate everyone who watched and tapped in. We'll see you guys tomorrow because we got a bunch more shows coming tomorrow. See you guys. Yeah, thanks, later. guys, and a thanks to the chat too. Keep it show, in man. Thank you, brother. All right, man. Good night, guys. All right. Peace night, out, everybody. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace.